Yo, what's good, you two? Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. I'm G. And welcome back to episode 21. First and foremost, man, we just want to appreciate y'all and thank y'all for all the support we've been getting on all the episodes and all the social media platforms. We definitely appreciate all the support. And to follow us on those social media platforms, check out the description below. And while y'all are down there in the description below, hit that big red subscribe button because we are on the road to 300 subscribers. And right now we're at 243 and we got a lot of great content coming soon. Maybe some interviews and all kinds of special stuff coming soon. Y'all are not going to want to miss. So hit that subscribe button if y'all haven't already. 50% of y'all watching this, according to the YouTube analytics, are not subscribed. So just hit that subscribe button and help us out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we appreciate all the comments and we're, we can't wait to engage with all of you. And I think we're ready to shoot it straight into it. Hey, y'all ready? Yeah, no, no more cutting it. Let's get right into it. Let's go. So First and foremost, we had a crazy game. Well, you wanted to take it? Yeah, sure, man. We had a crazy game. We got the Dolphins and the Bengals, man. That's, it was, ins- it was Dude, insane, man, with Tua getting injured, bro. Thursday like, night football. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What do y'all got to say about Tua's injury, man? What do you got to say, hey. Zach? I, th- I think Zach being the Dolphins fan here this is going to hit him hard the most. So I, w- I want to hear what he says. I hear what he says. You know, I've loved Tua and supported him since the very beginning. I remember being a part of the Tank for Tua Brigade. You know, I, I was there. I was saying, Tank, you know, we just needed to throw away our whole season just to get this guy. I believe in him. And obviously, you know, it, it was it was disheartening to, to see what we saw, saw on, on Thursday. Literally, you know, none of us wants to see that. And, you know, I think obviously the team messed up. You know, quite frankly, the medical staff was in the wrong. You know, even though, you know, they were trying to say it was a back injury, you know, it wasn't exactly his head against the Buffalo Bills. We all saw him wobbling and woozy. He didn't look fit to be playing a football game, especially on a short week's rest. And, you know, it, it, I, think, I think it's just one of those things the medical staff messed up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I don't blame Tua for wanting to go out there and play in that game. You know, it's a big primetime game. The media has been getting on this guy all offseason, talking about can he be the one to lead this team, and he gets him going on a 3-0 start, and then you know the injury kind of happens against Buffalo, but he feels like he's good to go. Of course he's going to want to go out there and play, but the medical staff should have said, look, we're going to protect you from yourself, and we're going to say, nah, you may, we're just going to save you for the next week. New York Jets, we're just going to save him. I think that's what they should have done. It's, it's one of those things where, yeah, the, the medical staff is there to protect these athletes from themselves. Exactly. To, to get to a high level like this, dude, there has to be a there, – there's that killer mindset to where, you know, you play through injuries, especially it's the most notorious thing with football. Like things you learn in high school, dude. It's like if – oh, uh, freaking coach in high school, so my, my head kind of hurts. Don't matter. Play through it. You play through pain. Exactly. That's what these guys have built their entire lives through. So it's the medical staff's job to stop them from doing that. But uh, it plays a lot into that, like – the Dolphins are the hottest shit in, 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 in NFL right now. Everybody's like, the, the Dolphins are like, bro, we need our quarterback. We want him to play. Exactly. You know, it, the, the medical staff are like, bro, they, they, they just checked him like, you're good to go. Like, bro, they, they just eyeballed him. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's like, uh, what, what's the color of an orange? And then he said, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, I was going to say, it was amazing to see that a thousand, over a thousand Bills fans donated to, to his foundation, man. That's, yeah. It's yeah. great for his charity. It, it's 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 great, but dude, but it's like it the situation shouldn't, it shouldn't, shouldn't have, have, have gone to that. Of course, exactly. Like, you you yeah. have medical staff for that. That's why. Uh, what, what was it? They, they just came out right now. The exactly. They, they NFL uh, and the NFL Players Association just came out and they fired the the independent uh, doctor. You know who was the one leading that concussion protocol yeah, for, for like quote unquote many mistakes. Exactly. He made. They they literally said he made mistakes and they they, they shouldn't have let him play. 
You know what I'm saying? And obviously, that's, that was the right move from the NFL. They had to do that. That doctor, you know, if he did literally know that Tua, you know, had a head injury and he shouldn't have been playing and he let him play, you know, whatever Tua did and whatever he told him convinced him, I don't know. But obviously, the NFL has made the right move getting rid of this doctor. They had to do it. And let's be real. I think it's a good decision because you don't want any other players in the future to be affected by this. Facts. And they've already came out and they're, they're saying that they have uh, new policies coming out in the very near future. They're working on it. The NFL Players Association and the NFL. We just we just saw the breaking news talking about there's going to be some policy changes coming up probably within the next week. So we'll probably be sure to talk about that mm-hmm. on the next podcast. But, you know, obviously everyone is making it out to be about this injury, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a, a football game did still happen on the field regardless of that. And obviously not to take away from the injury because, you know, I love Tua and, I you know, I hope that. He's okay because I not I only I not only want him to be able to lead my team, but I just want him to be yeah, you know for, a healthy uh, a healthy for, individual, a healthy human being. We want to see the best teams play the best teams exactly at, at, full, at full strength. We don't yeah. it's, not, it's not fun to watch. So moving our, our shift of you know more from away from Tua and onto the game itself, you know what were your takeaways from the game? I think um, well it's gonna look like the Dolphins are definitely not gonna have Tua for maybe uh, like. For, for Max, they're not going to have him for two games. Probably, like we're saying, yeah, like, something maybe like three that. to four games. And, you know, I think uh, the they put it back in Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a bad game. He wasn't to, bad. To be fair, like, he's doing what your backup needs to do. Steady the ship. Like, you know, he, he went in there four, 14 for 23 completions. Yeah. Uh, had, had a touchdown. He had one interception. Which, but, you know. I don't know. I, I, to me, he dropped that. I saw, Dolph- I saw the clip. The Dolphins' he, defense folded, man. Like. They They've been the, pretty good. They, they haven't been bad. Yeah, but they let just let the Bengals score too many points. You know, I mean, when you're going against Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow did not play bad. I mean, for for like him having a QBR of like you know uh, 52, but you know he still threw for like 287 with um like uh, 20 20 for 31 for completion. It's not bad, but he played very, very fairly well. And, and the, you know, he, Higgins played well. He managed the game well. Yeah. And I I remember whether it was Tyree Kill or Jaden Waddle said this like. As soon as Tua got injured, like no, yeah, it's a gut punch. It's, it's just, a gut punch. It sucked the life. It sucked out of the, the life out of the team. Yeah, so there's it, no way. And, and well, and Tyree Kill said in his post game interview, and he obviously was one of the ones I would say who, did it, who, who didn't get too affected by it, and he obviously still had ten ten receptions for yeah, 160 I think he, I think yards. He went for a buck, yeah, a buck, a buck 60. sixty exactly. So his, you know, the injury didn't necessarily affect his performance too much, but he was saying how himself included, and all the other Dolphins players were literally. You know, going up to the coach on the sideline asking for updates on Tua more so than maybe focusing on the game. So, and and I and I respect that. You know, obviously they they love Tua. That's the leader of this football team, and that's my one of my biggest takeaways from this game. It is so so apparent that Tua is the leader in heart and soul of this team, which no one thought he would be. Exactly, there was a lot of doubts coming into this season. Can Tua lead this star-studded team led by you know they got Jalen Waddle, they got. Tyreek Hill. They got superstars on this team. Can Tua be the guy to lead this team? And it's, it's, it's clear as day now, this team is a built around Tua. They love Tua. This is the guy. And look, Teddy Bridgewater had a good game, but this team isn't going to be... Yeah, no, no. This there, team is not going to be what no we question. expect them to be if Tua is out for a longer period of time. But of course. I, th- I think even if he's out for five games, I think that the the Dolphins will, will still be looking good. I mean, they, they play the the Jets, who mm-hmm. are not a top twenty defense. No, no, no. They play the Vikings, not a top twenty defense. They play the Steelers. They're they're ranked sixteen. T J Watt being out, yeah, you know, it, plays into that. You know, they're middle of the pack, and then they play the Lions. So you, that's like about five games right there that you you for sh- even like, he might not even be gone for five games. But yeah. like, I still like the Dolphins in all those matchups, yeah. even with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, and and that's that's one thing that I would say my biggest takeaway from the game. You know, besides you know Tua and all that. Look, 
I came away from this game like happy with the Dolphins. You know, I think, look, all the adversity they faced. There was a little hurricane that hit Florida this week. They had to deal with that. They're playing on a short week because, they, you know, they, they play on Sunday. Boom. Got to come back. Quick turnaround. Fly to Cincinnati. Play the Bengals. Tua gets injured against Buffalo. Comes back. And literally before the game, their walkthrough, their, their plays that they were using in this game were leaked. Literally, there was a guy recording their plays and posting them all on Twitter. Yep. Bill Belichick. So, literally, it was a Spygate 2.0. Spygate the Dolphins two. faced all of this adversity. Yet, when the fourth quarter came, the Dolphins had a one-point lead in this game, 15-14. to 14, And you're saying, this is a toss-up. Who's going to pull away? And ultimately, we saw the Cincinnati Bengals, led by Joe Burrow, show a little bit of that championship experience that he has from yep. last season and, and pull away like a good team should. You know, at home, they, they, the, the Bengals had to win this game, yeah. especially given everything that happened. They had to win this game. But I come away with this, honestly, with a little bit more question marks about the Bengals than I do about the Dolphins, you know, the, yeah. even even though they were the ones who lost the game. Yeah, especially with uh, we, we know, like, uh, the, Dol- the Dolphins about to play, you know, a couple not very good teams. And I think they're going to they're gonna be just fine with yeah. You know, with uh, given to uh, the amount of time, like, is with, with head, head, in, head injuries, but fucking you don't know how long he's going to be out for. Exactly. And it's like, you know, he could come back, and who knows, he gets dinged again. It's one of those things that, you know, it's it's not like, a, oh, I hurt my hand. But you know when your hand's going to be right. With your brain, dude, you just don't know. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things the Dolphins, especially with all of the media attention this is getting, they're going to aid on the side of caution. Yeah. And, and honestly, to, they're going to give to uh, even more time than he probably technically needs to, to recover. You know, even if they say, look, he's going to definitely be out for two weeks, the Dolphins are going to rest him for three. They're going to give him the extra benefit of the doubt. And I know that they trust Teddy Bridgewater and, and Coach McDaniel. You know, he, he's going to be able to put together a game plan that's going to get the best out of Teddy Bridgewater. You know, even though he might not be the same quarterback we all know and love, you know, back in the day with the Minnesota Vikings. He's not, not the guy. He, he can still, obviously, with the statistics you showed, he can still lead yeah, this offense. Yeah. He can manage the game. He's and, not and, going against a top five defense. No. We're not going to have to worry about, you know, him running through Seen a gauntlet. Cra- I remember that crazy pass down, pass down field. He no, threw. yeah, the, exactly. the one he, he threw to Tyreek. He threw a dime to Tyreek. You know, he saw the arm strength. We saw... He doesn't quite have the mobility he used to, I mean, but he's, we he's, saw we saw a little bit. We saw a nice little spin move. We saw some yeah, things, you know. He's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. Of course you know, not. He's a, he's, a, he's a backup. He's doing what he has to do. Steady the ship. That's yeah. what you have to do. That's I what mean, that's what you get paid for. In terms of backups across the league, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, look, he's probably one of the best. You know, probably backup in the league, maybe. You know, obviously Cooper Rush was a backup. I'm not even counting that. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm just saying Teddy Bridgewater. Especially given the schedule that the Miami Dolphins have, yeah, they they should they should they should be fine. I don't think their season's done. And and for any Dolphins fan worried or whatever, I mean, look, I'm a Dolphins fan. If you told me at the start of the season, look, here's a here's a contract. The Dolphins will be three and one come week four. I'm signing that all day. (laughs) I'm signing that all day. We played the Baltimore Ravens, we played the Buffalo Bills, and we played the Patriots in Foxborough. You know what I'm saying? That that, is not not easy. Not Not an not an easy schedule. I'm I'm taking three and one. But with the Bengals, look, I, I think there was some positives in this game. You know, they, look, Joe Burrow only sacked one time. You know, every other every other game we saw it against the Cowboys. You know, they were able to mm-hmm. they lost that game. They they got to him like crazy. So it looks as if maybe they were able to solidify the offensive line somewhat. However, they're gonna need to get that rushing game going. Joe Mixon, I would say one of not I mean, not 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 the best, but he's one of the he's best. He's great. He's a good player. Look, 24 carries, 61 yards for, for 2.5 yards a carry. That ain't getting it done. No. Joe Burrow needs a little bit more help. But we saw, you know, Jamar Chase and him are starting to get that 
same record we saw last season. And T. Higgins, obviously, he had a great game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so that's my my big takeaways with the Bengals. I would say, you know, yeah. they gotta they gotta improve this offensive line still and and get that rushing game going. Yeah, I, th- I think they're they're still slowly starting to get worked out. They had a very poor start, but now yeah. they're starting to pick it up. They're starting to pick it up. Yeah, exactly, yeah, they're and, to pick it up. And even though everything that happened in this game happened, they can build on this game and they can take the momentum and move forward. You know, now they're gonna have a, a long rest and they can get ready for uh, week five. Yeah. Yep. So y'all ready to get in our week four picks? You know it. Yeah, I'm ready. Get so it. What we got. So, you know, like always, we got the, the pick em style format, and this is our fourth week running doing it. And, you know, we love doing them. So here we go. NFL week four pick em. Let's go. Vikings versus Saints. I'm taking the Vikings. I got the Vikings. I got the Vikings. Seahawks versus Lions. Taking the Lions. I got the Lions. Seahawks. Jets versus Steelers. I'm taking the Jets. The Jets. I'm taking my boy Elijah with the Jets. Bears versus Giants, taking the Bears. Got the Giants. I got the Bears. Titans versus Colts, got the Titans. Colts. Or, or, I mean, I got the Colts. Colts? Colts, yeah. Colts. Yeah. Chargers versus Texans, I got the Chargers. 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 Browns versus Falcons, I got the Browns. I got the Browns. Got the Browns. Commanders versus Cowboys, I got the Cowboys. Got to have the Cowboys. It's it's the Cowboys, dude. Jags versus Eagles. This is going to be a good one. I got the Eagles in a close one. I got the Jags. I got the Eagles. Bills versus Ravens. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Oh I got the Bills. I got the Bills, man. Cardinals versus Panthers. I got the Cardinals. Cardinals all day. Cardinals. Broncos versus Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. Patriots versus Packers. Taking the Packers. Packers. The Packers. Chiefs versus Bucks. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Give me the Bucks. Rams versus 49ers. Monday Night Football. I'm taking the Rams. The Rams for sure. Taking the Niners. Damn. Yeah. And we had so we, we got some good I'm picks in there. All right. Yeah, yeah. We didn't agree on everything. No, no. No, absolutely not. So th- I, w- I would say the first uh, maybe game we should probably hit on is Jags versus Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So what? Okay. So what? Did you both guys both pick the Jags or who? Well, you I only, picked, the, picked Jags. the Jags. Okay. So why do you think the Jags are gonna win? They've just been performing well this 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 year, man. You, you Trevor tr- Lawrence. You trust Trevor Lawrence o- over? I definitely do, and with the Eagles' injuries, man, they're out a couple people. I just don't think they'll be able to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the Eagles are just uh, a well-oiled like, machine right well-oiled now. Well-oiled machine right now. They're on a really hot start. Yeah, the they're, only, they're, un- only undefeated team. Left, of course. Right? Yeah. And Jay- uh, what, Jalen Hurts? I'm, yeah, I, I fucking, I'm having a brain fart. I almost forgot his name for a second. But he's having like an MVP caliber season. He yeah. He's playing really well. So I think I'm going to take him, you know, in a, in a close game. No, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I think, look, the Jags, led by Doug Peterson, the former Philadelphia Eagles coach, led them to the Super Bowl. I think this this guy knows, you know, kind of how the Eagles are going to maybe come at him, and I think he might be able to prepare maybe better than any other any other coach in the league, you know, for a Jalen Hurts led offensive attack. However, I just think it's a tough task for any defense to to stop Jalen Hurts right now. Look, rushing the ball, he's been unreal this season. We know what he can do there, and then throwing the ball, he's impressed me. You know, I, I think the biggest question marks were how is his arm going to be, and he's, I mean, so far it's been perfect. You know, and he literally just won player of the month, you know, for the NFC this month. 
He's at literally at 916 yards. He's averaging 9.4 yards per attempt. He's looking effective running and throwing. I mean, look, the Eagles just look like a well-oiled machine. You know, they're adding A.J. Brown. It's playing a huge role. But it's also the defense. Darius Slay looking very, very good. Darius Slay, yeah. It's just, I feel like this game comes down to which defense is going to perform better because I think the Jags offense, you know, it's looking really, Hot. really good. It's, 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 yeah, it's popping. And although they do have an injury to Zay Jones, who's their kind of their deep, deep play uh, threat, I think look, they still got Christian Kirk and they still got Travis Etienne. They still got some other guys that they're going to get the ball to. It's going to be what defense performs better. And I just have a little bit more faith in the Eagles at home at this very moment. But I think it's going to be super close, maybe a field goal type of game. That's why with the Eagles injuries, I was preferring the Jags, but we're going to have to see. Exactly. Well, I mean, well, you've been a big Jags believer from yeah, the very man. beginning. And I'd like to give him credit for this. Like He said it. He, he, he said it from the very beginning. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence you know. is going to have a good year. Like Doug Peterson has probably played a big role in that and helping his development. But you've always been a big Jags believer, so i got to give you that. Yeah, yeah, thank you, bro. It's fair. It's sure. fair. What's, what was the next one that we, we kind of disagreed? I don't think. Uh, let's see. Well, I know Bill, we, Bills Ravens. Bills Ravens. Bro. So, wait, did you both pick the Ravens? No, no, I'm picking the Ravens. You picked the Ravens. And I picked the Bills. Okay. So, with, with that kind, so why why would you pick the Ravens? I why? mean, look, at home, that's also, obviously, that, that plays some role of it, but, but not too much. Look, Lamar Jackson. I would say arguably the MVP so far. You know, I think it's an MVP show uh, show off. It, it is. It, it probably it probably could be an MVP potential battle. Look, I think Devin Duvernay is having a great season so far. Lamar Jackson looking more and more effective throwing the ball, and I just I just question the Bills secondary. Still, look, we saw it against the Dolphins. They were exploited in some moments, even though the Dolphins you know didn't have that many plays against the Bills. You know, last week we still saw Tua be able to. You know, and uh, Tua with basically no head, I guess, be able to still drop some dimes in there in the second half and exploit this injured secondary. And if Tua is able to do it, I know that Lamar, you know, the way he's been playing is going to be able to exploit this secondary. I think it's going to be a shootout, but in a shootout in Baltimore, I just got to lean towards the Ravens taking this one because the Bills defense is looking a little banged up. And I just don't know if that defensive line is going to be able to sack Lamar enough times. Yeah. You know, like, like, like I know Von Miller is going to have a, probably a good game. But they're going to have to get yeah, to him. It's, it's all going to depend. They're probably going to need if, to sack him three, four if times. If they can to have a get chance. to Lamar, they, they're going to have to. It, it just depends on that. And and also, I didn't even check it to see if uh if, if Diggs was okay. I know he got banged up a little bit last. Yeah, game. I, I think I think it was just cramps and stuff. Yeah, yeah he's like good that. now. I so think. so I think I mean I'm just going to trust in Josh Allen. You got Diggs. You got you know you still got exactly. Gabe Davis. So I'm going to take their offense over you know over over almost almost anybody's. Their, when their offense oh, yeah. is clicking, it's like it's it's the Bills. It is, yeah. And we but, saw it, we saw it week one, we saw it week two. I mean, they literally destroyed the Rams, they destroyed the Titans, mm-hmm. and then they had a tough game in Miami with the Heat. I think nobody is doubting how good the Bills are. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a tough matchup coming off of that game. They're ex- you know not exhausted necessarily, but that, that, I mean that Miami Heat ain't no joke. They were literally <laughs> falling falling down. They were oh, losing yeah, players. It was crazy. Yeah. And, and I just think the Ravens. Led by Lamar, gonna be able to have that momentum, and then the Bills, you know, I, it's just I just don't know. It's gonna be it's a tough matchup, you know what I mean? It's just unfortunate, kind of for the Bills, the way the schedule has kind of worked out for them. But I, I'm gonna have to lean towards the Ravens here. And this also did pose another question I was thinking about that you know it comes down to basically his quarterback versus quarterback. Mm-hmm. In so this game, yeah. if if you guys had the choice of Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, who would you take? Who do you think is just the the better quarterback. At the We're spot. talking for the future. We're talking about like you know you get a fresh slate. You're creating a team. You know who do you want? Lamar long term at, at this moment, and, or Josh Allen at this moment, like moving forward. I'm picking Josh Allen. How how so? Why why do you think that? 
just all around. All around? Yeah, just he's more of an all-around quarterback. He's able to run the ball, and he's able to throw it. And although Lamar has improved his throwing, it just hasn't it hasn't gotten to the level of an ex, an excellent mm-hmm. an excellent quarterback. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just, I, that's I, that's I, the reason why he's more all-around. I, f- I feel that. I feel that. What, what about you? This, I mean, this is probably one of the toughest questions anyone could ever be asked. And any GM who got the, this question, they'd, they'd be in a really they'd blessed, be their they'd, they'd be in a blessed saying, position oh to get to choose God. between these two guys. But if I had to take one, and I'm talking, you know, for this season and forward, you know, into the longevity factor, I'm going to lean towards Lamar Jackson. I think, obviously, we've seen Lamar. He's had his ups and downs so far in the NFL. You know, he had the amazing MVP year, and he's had years that are not so great. But even in his not-so-great years, he was still a great quarterback. And we're seeing it. He might be back on that MVP form. But one thing that worries me with Josh Allen specifically is just how durable will he last. You know, one thing about Josh Allen, you know, he doesn't seem eager to slide or anything like that. He's, he's no, willing he's to run through He's a fullback. He wants to run through people. He wants to run through them, and that's great. But after a certain point, it doesn't work anymore. You're a quarterback. You're going to have to gonna have to slide you're like a big-ass linebacker is gonna come one of these times and, and Josh Allen is not Dude, gonna like how it ends to hell no. and, and it, I feel like it could be one of those things if Josh Allen starts to kind of pick up some injuries he might just never really be able to come back to this peak that we're seeing right now yeah, especially like but Lamar know, runs the ball too yes but I feel like Lamar is a more willing he's willing to yeah, just yeah, take he, what the defense gives him and, and just get out of there yeah, Josh he's Allen a smarter Josh that. Allen if, if he sees uh, Devin White running after him. He is putting his shoulder down and running through Devin yeah, White. Yeah, but either way, Lamar take, Jackson is not doing if that. If that's I, Lamar, Lamar's running out of bounds or he's sliding. Yeah, but either way, like that only lasts for so long. Like you're gonna get caught up eventually. Yeah, I mean everybody's gonna get hit. Of course, everyone's gonna get but hit. I think I'm, Lamar. Think... Lamar's so used to doing it more that he's gonna be a little better. Like you've seen, Josh Allen likes hurdling people. Like he yeah. likes jumping over. Like. It looks good for the highlights. Oh, yeah. but do one time they're gonna they're gonna. His, make he's it willing to go for the extra yards. Yeah. But how, how and how and how worth it is those how extra worth yards? Is it exactly. If, like, you, you fuck up your knee, and he's such a big guy. It's so hard. Like anything to do with your knees when you're that big. It's oh yeah. Gonna, it's gonna be oh, yeah. hard. Oh yeah. It's gonna be hard. So and, and obviously, I, I hope Josh Allen is able to remain healthy for a long time because I think, you know, we're seeing some some great young quarterbacks, and Josh Allen might be the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if he's able to remain healthy, maybe my answer would change. I just think. Unless he changes the way he wants to play football, I feel like I'm just going to have to lean Lamar because I, I would just lean on the side of caution and take Lamar. However, though, would you say that Josh Allen runs the ball less because he's better accurate throwing the ball? I, I, would, I would say that, yeah. Sometimes, but, but yeah. most of the games this season for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen has been yeah. their, their leading rusher, yeah. which I said it on this podcast before. If Josh Allen is going to be the leading rusher of the Buffalo Bills, that is what's going to hold back this team. I'm not saying he's a bad rusher. Obviously not. But he's they're making bad decisions but when he rushes. But they're gonna yeah. obviously he's making bad decisions. But also like they just need to get Devin Devin Singletary more involved. Let him take those hits. You don't need Josh Allen to <laughs> look. If you need five <laughs> yards, like five yards, you running up the middle. Why let Josh Allen do that? Don't give like it, Josh. give it to the fullback. Give it to the, give it to the halfback, and let him take those hits. You don't want your your franchise guy, the guy that the Buffalo Bills might end up paying. God knows how 300 much three hundred million, million four hundred million. We don't know how big the God contract knows. is gonna be. But I mean, obviously Lamar on a contract year, and, and yeah, he's he's, he's definitely having, showing worth every he, penny. He said, "Pay me." I think that the Ravens are sitting there. Obviously, they're happy that their their quarterback is performing, but they're regretting not paying him what they could have because the price tag is only going no, up, it's, up, oh, it's up, probably, up. Yeah, God, it's God. only going up, and and now Lamar is saying, "Look, y'all might have to give me three hundred million." Dude, it's gonna be three hundred guaranteed. 
Three hundred guaranteed, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's good. But also going into back to that point that I think um, he does throw the ball more because he has like he has Gabe Davis, he has Diggs. That's like, the, I, he has I more options. I don't think he ha- uh, like Lamar has a guy like Diggs. He just doesn't. Yeah. And he's uh, best, like, Devin Duvernay's been having a great season. I mentioned yeah. him, but he's not Stephon Diggs. Stephon he's not. Diggs. He's just not. And um, I, I feel like uh, people look into like the the numbers of like Lamar throwing compared to Josh Allen, but like. L- Lamar is just so good at rushing and running the ball mm-hmm. that like it takes tech- away and his technique is more safer. So I, yeah, I see what yeah, you're like uh, and, and Lamar's gotten way better at throwing when he throws it. He can throw. Yeah, oh, yeah, he and, can, he can drop a bomb, bro. He can throw. Yeah, and not not even talking about the intangibles. That I I think Lamar Jackson's more of a dog. I I like his like his gameness. I think he's more game than. Than Josh Allen, I think he's a bit he's a little bit more of that killer in him. Look, I mean, I look, I mean, I I, I hate to be that guy, but we saw after the loss, kind of. Against Miami, Josh Allen, the first thing he did, he messed up his throw, made an inaccurate throw. He messed up. He owned up to it, but slams the ground. And then after the game, it literally looks like he's crying into Tua's fucking chest. <laughs> he's literally crying. Like, he's like, he's like, it's his dad. Like, oh, my God, I just messed up. Like, look, I, I, you're just not going to see Lamar do that. No, Lamar is not going to cry into the opposing quarterback's <laughs> chest. And that's literally what it looked like Josh Allen yeah. was doing. Look, yeah, I, I agree. Lamar got that dog in him. He got that killer instinct. Give me Lamar. I'll take Lamar, too. You're even taking though, Lamar? Even though I picked the Bills. The Bills got a better team, but I like Lamar as a quarterback better. I like I like, I like him. I'd like to hear your explanation why, because we both kind of get Oh, yeah, us. well, it's basically the same point. The same that, point. It, that I think he, he runs a bit smarter. His arm's getting better. I don't think he can throw the ball better than Josh Allen at this moment, but he's getting better. Like, we're talking about, like, yeah. like a season from now, he's going he's gonna to keep developing. And he's getting smarter with his runs. He's willing to run out of bounds, slide. And just do what it takes to win, and I think you know the intangibles that he he'll do whatever it takes to win. There's mm-hmm. no you know there's no question. There's a the a four a fourth and five. He wants it. He, he said, "Give it to me. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll get it done." Yeah. And if if he had like a, a more a more of a like a stack team, kind of like a, like like Josh Allen, I think we we could talk about him as a Super Bowl contender. But obviously, you know, it's not the case. Not the case with him. But I think individually as a quarterback, I take Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And and I hope to see. Uh, at least eventually, at some point throughout Lamar Jackson's career, I hope. Get him this, I, Beckham I hope to see Lamar Jackson with with a true number one wide receiver, Antonio a Stephon Brown. Diggs, maybe not Antonio <laughs> Brown, but a Stephon Diggs level guy. Yeah. And I would just love to see. Look, at, at that point, if if the, he gets that, there ain't no more excuses. Yeah. Everyone has been kind of saying, look, wait till Lamar gets this guy. You know, this star wide receiver. Look, he hasn't got it yet, but when he does, that's going to be the true test because I, I just can't wait to see it. And I think when he does get that, you know, watch out for the Ravens. And it's it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of crazy that they haven't gotten him it yet. But if they're going to pay him this three hundred million contract that we're talking about, they're going to have to suck it up and say, Scrape look, up the money. we're going to have to get him a number one receiver too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what they're just going to have to do. All right. Uh, we got Cowboys game. Cooper yeah. Rush. You know, obviously, so far two and zero is the Cowboys quarterback beating the Bengals and the Giants. Yeah. What are what are our thoughts on Cooper Rush? I think, well, if we're talking about this game, I think it doesn't even come down. Like, Cooper Rush is playing well, but if we're talking about this individual game, uh-huh. like, bro, freaking Micah's about to eat. eat bro, they're going to eat him alive, bro. Like, would they give up, like, 10 sacks? <laughs> How many sacks did they give up to, to who? Like, I think Cooper Rush is a good quarterback, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if, I mean, if we switch to Cooper Rush, yeah, Cooper Rush is playing. Yeah, I, 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 look, I don't think, you know, no disrespect to the Washington Commanders, but I don't think this game is too much of a toss-up. But I do think Cooper Rush is a very interesting talking point. Given how well he's been performing for the yeah. Cowboys, you know what I mean, and I don't. And Jerry Jones has come out and say it's no, there's no quarterback competition. I'm not saying there should be one. I'm just saying, look, let's point out how well Cooper Rush has been playing. 
You know what I'm saying? 73.3 QBR in his starts so far, 62.7 completion percentage. Look, he's quite, maybe he's not quite Dak with his rushing ability and like that, but he's a great game manager, and he's going to make the throws that you need to win the game. And when you've got a, a defense as good as the Cowboys defense, led by Micah Parsons, could be the defensive player of the year as of now, you don't need to do too much. Boom. Throw it to CeeDee Lamb. Throw it to Noah Brown. And then let that rushing game do what it can do, led by Tony Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott, who've been having great, uh, a great season so far together. Mm-hmm. They've, both, they, you know, they've been utilizing both backs very well. So I'm interested to see you know, just how this Cowboys team keeps performing with Cooper Rush, but then also when Dak comes back, how does that affect this offense, you know? Yeah, because uh, basically it's it's the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Yeah. And that was one of the things. Uh, I, I forget who you – I think you all picked the Cowboys eventually at the first, right? Uh, yeah, at the beginning of the season, yeah. Do you still feel feel that way when Dak comes back? Oof. Do you think the Or do you think the Eagles are just about to edge them out? Because it's going to – It's, it's going to be close, close, I think. But if you had, like, gun to your head right now, who, who, who are you taking? Eagles or Cowboys right now? Well, with, with when they get Dak back. I'm taking Cowboys. I don't want to go back on my pick, you know, especially only four weeks into the season. And I do think that the Eagles have been very, very, very good. However, I'm no, I don't know if I'm quite ready to go back on my pick of the Cowboys. Exactly. Just because, look, if they're able to keep it, you know, this defense has just been continuing to impress me every single week. We saw them pretty much utterly dominate the Cincinnati Bengals when they played. And that wasn't even Cooper Rush's best game as, a, as the quarterback or anything no. like that. It wasn't. But they were still able to win that game because of how dominant this defense is. And then we saw it against the Giants. Cooper Rush more comfortable. The offense had a pretty solid game. And that defense ate the Giants' offensive line alive. Literally ate them alive. Micah Parsons just running through like crazy. And I think, obviously, the similar thing is probably going to happen this week against the Commanders. It's just... That defense is good. And I don't think the Eagles have faced a defense quite as good as this Dallas defense you know, yet. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like some people and say the Eagles have faced complete bums so far in the season. And that, that's a, li- that's so, a lie. Some people are saying that, and that's why the Eagles are 3-0. I, I think the Eagles are a very good team. I just think I want to see how Jalen Hurts and the rest of this Eagles team does against a defense as good. A phenomenal defense. As ju- and in this, this Cowboys defense is, is that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm interested to see just how that goes. And obviously, you know, if the Eagles are still able to win, maybe I'll be then ready to backtrack on my yeah. pick, you know? Yeah, but I, I definitely agree. I, I think it'd be interesting to see after this what Cooper Rush does when mm-hmm. Dak comes back because, I mean, <clears throat> I think he's better than some starting quarterbacks other than the I league. Was gonna I was going to ask. That's, I was, yeah, that's I was the question that I was well. going to pose. Do you think that he should start in the league? I, I think there's a couple other teams that could use Cooper Rush. Yeah, I believe so as well. I think after, and I don't know what's exactly going on with his contract or anything like that. But I'm saying, it, let's just say if he's if he's a free agent after this season, and I'm a, and I'm a team that needs a, a stopgap quarterback, a guy who look, I might be tanking for somebody, and I just need a, a guy who you can need a guy. Who, who can be a manageable starter. We've seen it. Cooper Rush is, is going to manage the game well. He's kind of like an Alex Smith type of quarterback from back in the day. He's just gonna he's not going to lose you the game. He's not going to win you the game. But he's just gonna he's gonna get you maybe you know sixty two percent completion percentage. You know he might get you two touchdowns, one interception. He's not gonna lose you the game. He's not gonna win you the game. He's gonna probably put it back on that defense. If the defense is able to hold him to probably under twenty four points, they're probably gonna have a good chance of winning that game. Yeah, that that's pretty much the Cooper Rush experience, I would say. And and 
look, when you when you got a defense as good as the Cowboys, they're going to hold most teams to under 24 points, and that's why they've been continuing exactly. to win, and they're probably well, most definitely going to win this week, I would say. Yeah, 100%. But the next, well, the next game that I think we we wanted to talk about, dude, Broncos and Raiders. Yeah, right, bro. This game. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we would have circled this game as a as a highlight matchup, saying, "Wow, two star-studded offenses and two great defenses. What a game this is going to be." We're four weeks into the season, and we're probably going to be saying the exact opposite about. Both of these teams and how potentially this might be a, a bad matchup. You know, it, might, it just might not be the game we all They've expected. Been playing it to be. horrible. Both of these teams have been playing horrible. Honestly, who's gonna play worse? That's almost a question to ask. But I pose, I pose it to one of y'all. What, what are y'all thoughts on this game? I think just it's the it's the law of averages, dude. It's like there's no way this Raiders team can go. F- 0-4. That's what I was There's saying. No way. And it's too good. It's too good of a team. It's too good of a team to go 0-4. You're not the fucking Lions, man. And, and it's not even like Josh McDaniels, you know, is a bad coach. He's coming from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. You know, he's been with Tom Brady almost his whole career. This guy knows what he's doing. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a good offensive mind. And I think one of the biggest things that I can take away, look, the Raiders are averaging four and a half yards per carry. It's pretty damn good. They're running the ball effectively. But they run it less than every other team in the league. They're 32nd in the league in rushing attempts. doesn't make any sense. Josh Jacobs touches the ball nine times in the red zone through four weeks. And this is a guy who led the team in, in rushing touchdowns last year, 12 touchdowns, you know what I mean? Most of those coming in the red zone. And he's never really getting the ball in the red zone. What are they doing? They're over here trying to throw it. You, know, you, you, think, you think it's because Devontae Adams, Adams is there? Is there. Do you, do you think that I, try, I think they're trying to be play a little more it. flashy? You know? it, it could play into it, but but that's another thing. If, look, if you're not going to run it in the red zone, okay, then you have to pass it. Derek Carr in the red zone, nine for 27, 33.3 percentage completion percentage, <laughs> and he's thrown for 57 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, and 13 trips. That's just not good. It's just that you're literally you're scoring a touchdown less than 50 percent of the time. You're throwing interceptions. So far, this team is the fifth most turnovers in the NFL. So right now, it just seems as if it's just not a like a well coached football team. Even though I just said Josh McDaniels is a good coach, it just seems as if it's not quite what we expected. And, yeah. and maybe it's gonna take this team a year to get to where maybe we expected. You know, yeah. Josh McDaniels give him a little bit of time. I'm not saying fire Josh McDaniels. I'm just saying it, it looks to me, obviously they've got the talent. It kind of is coming down to the coaching almost. You know. Yeah. And. You know they're they're playing the Broncos. The Broncos have been and everything but you know they they've been the one of the most underwhelming teams so far that we expected. Mm-hmm. And uh, barely scraping by a win. Yeah, like literally, last that, week. That, that I literally almost I couldn't even almost hold my eyes open for that Sunday yeah, night like, game they're, last they're week. Play, they're playing the Seahawks, the Texans, and the 49ers. Like they're not <laughs> playing like a, a star-studded you know the, yeah. the best teams in the league. Yeah. Which they lost to the Seahawks. They struggled against the Texans, and they barely won against the Niners. And, and I, I should, Niners probably should have won that game. Yeah, should have. It, 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 it came really close, but, you know, I think it just it's just that the Broncos are due a loss, and the Raiders are due a win. So I just, yeah. I'm picking the Raiders, and I don't we're, think We're picking the Raiders, but one, yeah. one thing I would like to say is, no matter which team wins, no matter what, whether it's a blowout 24-0. It could be it, a 0-0 draw. <laughs> all I got to say is, it, it, it doesn't really 
like it's not going to change their season. Like the Broncos, no, I don't yeah. want nobody saying like the Broncos is back. Broncos, back. No, no, Broncos country. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. If they beat the Raiders, that's not obviously. And know. that's what I'm saying. Whether it's the Raiders going to win, I don't want to hear anybody saying like they're going to go to the playoffs, far yeah. in the playoffs, and they're going to be the team that we predicted it to be. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying before you, the season because it's the just, Raiders to finish first. That's what I'm no. saying, and it's just it's, it's just not happening, over. man. But it's already over. And I think the Broncos specifically are interesting. You know, similar to the Raiders, I would say almost both of these teams kind of have similar issues it's exactly how the issues come to, into play that's the different part Raiders obviously have a lot of red zone issues and that's on the field the Broncos just have a head coaching problem in general Nathaniel Hackett I don't know what is going on in this guy's head look have y'all ever heard of a head coach having to hire another coach on the staff to manage the game like like manage in-game decisions probably not because no other team in the league does that. This guy is so bad at managing the clock and managing, you know, the play clock and getting the plays, offensive plays into Russell Wilson that he had to hire another coach just to just do that. Just for that, it's his only job. Literally, literally, you know, they lost the week one against the Seahawks because of that field goal decision. Literally, everybody was clowning Hackett for that. And that's it was after that game that he made the decision. He said, look, I got to get another coach in here to help me out Fact. make these decisions. <laughs> so that I would say that's the main problem. And obviously... Another issue, Russell Wilson's performance, you know, not quite performing exactly how we expected for the $250 million man. However, I think the issues between Russell Wilson and his receiving core and all of that, they're fixable issues. It's more, yeah. it's a more timing issues. If you notice, Russell Wilson, in, in the, he just doesn't have the same chemistry with these guys that he did with his guys in Seattle. And that's okay. You notice it. You know, him and Cortland Sutton, you know, they've had some good, you know, some good plays, obviously, but you see couple passes just thrown a little bit behind them. Sometimes they just don't quite know what exactly they're going. Russell Wilson's throwing it to the flat, and he's running a post. You know, they're just not quite always on the same page. And when the rushing game has not quite been what we expected for the Broncos as well, that is why this offense has been so bad. And then obviously when you mix in the fact that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know when to kick a field goal, when to punt, and when to do whatever, that's why this team has been looking so, so bad. And a lot of people are saying – that this defense is, is elite, 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 top three in the league or whatever. And right now they are statistically, but but they played the Seahawks. They played the Seahawks. They played the, the Texans and the 49ers. Look, I'm not saying this defense is bad, but I'm saying this this defense. It hasn't been run through. It has, it has any, not been tested yeah, yet. You burst those teams, any defense is going to look exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's a Texas. I think the Broncos have a good defense, but I'm not going to sit up here and act like that they're going to remain a top three defense for the rest of the, the, the season. It's just not going to get the case. But I don't But I don't think this Broncos offense is going to remain as bad for the rest of the season. I think it's going to kind of average out, and this team is just kind of mid. Yeah. That's just what, you know what I mean? And the Raiders. They just kind of got the same issues that we've been talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm very intrigued to see how this game goes. I can't wait to watch it personally because one something has to give. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. issues on both sides, but one of these teams, well, unless there's a draw, <laughs> one of these teams is going to cut them I'm, away with a I'm W. So, bro, don't don't it, be surprised if it's a 0-0 <laughs> draw. If there's a way the, these teams could both lose, they'd find a way to both lose. I would say, and although they might have not played the most difficult schedule in the world, if the Broncos are able to come out of these four games that they've looked appallingly bad in 3-1, and one, I don't think they can be too disheartened or whatever. No. And Russell Wilson's performance is only going to get better. Am I saying that they're going to do good and, and make, the, make the playoffs or anything like that? I'm not going to guarantee anything. Definitely not. I'm just saying... You gotta kind of take the position that they're in, and even if they're two and two, I'm saying you're taking that. But given how bad they've looked, they don't not yeah. they they 
You can they, they you can make booed. it argue. They were you can make, by their own fans. Exactly. You could make the argument that they should be an 0 3 team with the with the Raiders and they, right. start, they should just, both be 0 3. Yeah, you could make that argument. You know, what I mean? and yeah. maybe after we watch this game, we could be saying they both deserve to be 0 and 4. Give them both the loss. <laughs> Give them both. A that, loss. That's what I'm thinking might honestly happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be trying my best. You know. So y'all ready to get into the next topic? Well, we got. Well, hold on. I think we're we're mi- we're missing one game. We disagreed on. Which one? Look look at it again. Oh, Chiefs Bucks. Yeah, the Chiefs versus the Bucks. So wait, well, am I the only one that chose the Bucks? Yeah, yeah, I took the Chiefs. Right. What? What? The what? What's gotten into y'all, bro? Look, the the Chiefs over I, the Bucks. I know that the Chiefs. You know they ca- they're coming off of a, a loss we didn't expect them to take against the against, Indianapolis against Colts. The Colts. You know, look, the Colts have not looked great this season, and then somehow they come out and they, and they just they they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But I would say the Chiefs almost beat themselves in some ways. You know, and you never want to make excuses for them. But I just know an Andy Reid led team going into prime time is not going to look this bad again. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Andy Reid is going to get these guys going right, and I know. You know, you see, Pat, you see it from Patrick Mahomes. As, as soon as they took that loss, you know, he's saying, look, we're going to rectify it. We'll make it better. I, I believe him. I think that they've probably been, you know, probably come up with some new schemes. I don't know exactly what they've been doing, but I, I just think, look, Patrick Mahomes motivated as ever. Andy Reid, uh, an offensive genius, just a coaching genius in general. He's not going to let his team be looking this bad back-to-back weeks on primetime. Give me the Chiefs. So you think Tom Brady is gonna go out there back to back and not play well? Basically. Well, but Tom, but but the thing with the thing with the Bucks, and maybe I didn't get into them enough. They have some injuries. The thing with the Bucks, they have some injuries, and although they're getting Mike Evans back from suspension, is that in, is that enough? I think that's more than enough, dude. They, they last week they basically had me out there in the slot, bro. Like, dude, he, he literally what was shot Perriman. Like they. That, dude, they had literally no wide receivers. Dude. I'm trying to think. Of, who was the? It was Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. <laughs> Scotty, Miller. Dude, Scotty Miller was going to get cut before the season, bro. In the training camp, there was there was literally reports that he was going to get cut. So they, they're playing a guy that's literally about to get cut out there with in the place of Mike Evans. Yeesh. Look, Tom, if Tom Brady just has Mike Evans, that's more than enough. And especially the Bucks defense. Well, what? You're talking about a top five defense. They're going to get to Patrick Mahomes. They will. They're going to get to him. So. It's more the fact that, one, I think Tom Brady, I take Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes any day. Any day of the week, I take Patrick, uh, not, not Patrick Mahomes, I take Tom Brady over him. And the fact that the, he has a better defense as well. And he has Mike Evans back. And he's coming off, you know, um, a loss to Aaron Rodgers. Probably the one that's going to motivate him. The one that's circled the most that I do not want to lose to Aaron Rodgers. At home he as lost well. Aaron he lost Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers at home so in Tampa. Na- so now Patrick Mahomes is going to have to take this ass whooping. And I think I think the Bucs are going to they're going to lay it on him. I think I think the you're going to see a big game. A blowout? Not not a not a blowout, but they're going to hold. They're going to have a good stranglehold on the Chiefs. The defense are going to play big, and Tom Brady's going to show you why he's the goat. Again, he's gonna remind you every single time. When every time, bro, I don't like when Zach picks Tom Brady because it's like he's picking them, but he's crossing his fingers that I'll hope he fucking loses. I so would, now, even last week, or, or, you he know. he picked them. I don't know why he picked them. He's a he's. I a love Aaron Rodgers and yeah, I, I, he's the <laughs> bro. I swear, I have texts where he's telling me that that fucking Aaron Rodgers is like uh, is like God compared uh, to, to Tom Brady. That Tom Brady's like a, like this water bottle out on the field. Aaron Rodgers is like the guy, the, the greatest player of all time. But and then he comes on here and says, oh, yeah, give me Tom Brady. He does he does that. Bro. And then it's, they lose. And then they lose. So he, one, like he, he does, in a way, he doesn't lose, bro, because he wants Tom Brady to lose, but he picked, uh, it's like, he, 
this, he just does not come on here. And uh, I'm glad he chose, you know, uh, Patrick Mullins because that's another guy. He he just rides, bro. He ri- oh every time, God. even when it came down to the Super Bowl last time, he was like, bro, it's baby go. It's all freaking, you know, it's the the flashiest guy in football. So you know, I'm glad he chose the Chiefs. Don't need none of his freaking, you know, his his two facedness. Yeah. You know, I I got I got the goat, and I'm I'm riding with it. Well, both teams have been doing. Pretty good this year, I would say. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're yeah both, they, they're both, they're they've good. been they've been doing pretty good, and they're both good teams overall. So that's why I picked the Chiefs because the Bucks' injuries is just gonna it's just gonna be a weighing factor, man. Those those, that, those wide receivers, Chris Godwin, bro, like an amazing Chris wide receiver. What did he he is starting to get close to coming back? He did practice with the team, but he's not going to quite be back. But he's not going to be back exactly. yet. Exactly, I saw that he was practicing. Yeah, he was I did practicing, see that, and Julio still questionable. And that obviously, when they those guys do come back. You know that's gonna that's gonna completely so change. Gonna change the game. It's gonna completely change the way we talk about the Bucks. You know, right now, you but know, there's, we, there's we consider them a, not a great offense. As soon as those guys come back, you know, they come maybe even a top five offense in the league. We don't know. Yeah, and we haven't uh, gotten quite to see it all yet. They, they still got their their defense up, so I think that's what's that's the biggest difference here. Is the Bucks defense is just going? They've been they've been ha- ha- holding a lot of these teams under. Not they, we haven't seen any anybody like put it on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I'm running with them. I'm yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be very, very, very close. You know, do, probably, do you probably, know? probably a field goal game. Do you know? That, that sounds like, uh, I, I feel like you're saying that, but you don't want to say that. <laughs> but that's not you, that's not what you truly believe. Now, speaking on Russell Wilson's poor perfor- performance earlier, people are absolutely roasting him because of his new Subway sandwich. Yeah. yeah the, the danger witch. The danger witch. And, and the commercial that went with the the uh, the sandwich, obviously. Exactly. You, How, you ever do anything dangerous? Exactly. You ever do anything dangerous? <laughs> and he kept on saying it. it it's it, the it, most Russell Wilson it's, shit Yeah, it's ever, just, it just, it's just it's a just Russell. Just, it was yeah. pretty funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. I liked it. It's fucking hilarious. It's just so cringy. I love so it. let me read out the toppings. We got... Pepperoni, salami, ham, bacon with provolone cheese on an Italian and cheese bread. And then we got banana peppers, green peppers, tomato, and lettuce. That's good. That's good. You tell me that's like good. With the yellow mustard yeah, and mayo. Yeah. So people are killing him right now all over Twitter. Not only for the commercial, but for the sandwich itself. Because, because it's not everyone is saying it sounds really, you know, great. You know what I mean? That, that. And exactly. I, and I think so we got a surprise here for you today. Zach, if you want to pull out the sandwich. The only way to know if people are capping or not, we, we have the sandwich. The here. first ever danger witch made here. You know what I'm saying? They, they literally almost didn't even get it to us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we were able to get the danger witch, and we are going to do the dirty work here and eat it and test it out for y'all and let y'all know. The front workers exactly. didn't know who it was, but the manager came out and it was like, she was like, yeah, the danger witch. I remember. Exactly. Oh, Dear Lord, danger witch, uh, bro. Blue was literally, bro. I think he was shaking when we when we were in the car and this thing. He was not looking forward to the sandwich. You tell me that doesn't look good. Oh, you see the mustard for this? <laughs> mustard, bro. Well, you don't, like, go, you don't like mustard, bro. Here we go. Here we go. I don't like mustard or okay. mayo. All right, all right. Who's going first? Everyone, take their piece here. I don't wanna. Hold on, bro. Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to get in the end. I'm All right, y- y'all two get the end. I'll get the middle. And then here's some napkins for us here. I, I'm, I'm going to need a napkin. I'm going to need a napkin. Oh, my. All right. So, who's going first? Uh, Zach, you got to go first. I got to go first? You have to go first. All right, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat this. Take, take it out. Let me just show the camera. It's what, it lo- it's what it looks like on this. Looks like a sandwich, bro. Yeah, it looks like a sandwich. Eat that. 
Lois. He's thinking, you gotta, you gotta process that bite. He took a big bite out of that, you know? I think, dude, Boo's about to take like the smallest little like bird peck from that shit. <laughs> this is, it ain't great. What are you talking about? <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Like I'm not gonna lie. Gee, next. Dude. It's not as oh, bad. It's not as bad. As, wanna go. It's not as bad as it sounds, but it's still not great. And that mustard is overpowering. Oh my so, god. Oh, okay. Not okay. the mustard. I want to give you uh, the the true opinion here. Bronco's country. Let's ride. How does he eat this? Every day? Like every time he goes, bro? No. It's not bad. Yeah, it really. Dude, it's not bad. It wasn't as bad That's as I thought. Bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was. That's not be. that bad, bro. Like, bro, just just buy it. Just buy it. It's not come that on, bad. Blue. Come on. Hey. What hey. already? Oh my god. <laughs> bro, it's not that bad, bro. Bad. No, come on, bro. It's not that bad. We're acting like you just ate a ghost pepper, bro. It's not that bad, bro. It could be worse. <laughs> it definitely that, could be worse. That was my first initial reaction as well. It has a possibility to be worse, but it doesn't make it great. It's, it's got, but the, it's it's got bad. the crunch. It's got, you know. <laughs> mine didn't have that much mustard on it. I didn't get that. Wait, go, but, I'm it, tossing this. You're like, tossing it? You know, I'll you put know, it. I'll throw it away. Yeah. I'm looking hungry, though, so. So you're gonna eat the danger witch. Eating the danger witch. Hell no, that's dangerous. <laughs> After that, I'm feeling dangerous. Oh my god. I'm feeling a little dangerous. <sighs> yeah. Dude, I, I was expecting for that to be really bad. I was gonna I was gonna have to um, add a couple jokes lined up for that, man. That's Shit. what I'm saying. I expected it to be really I bad. Be like, I did it, expect it to like be bad. It tastes like how he plays. Yeah. I did expect it to be bad. No, Especially it's, with it's not that bad. people going crazy on Twitter and everything, but what would I order it? Fuck no. Hell no. Hell <laughs> no. But, I, dude, I, I don't think he actually eats that, bro. I don't believe I think that, he dude. eats it, I'll and say, it's the reason the why he bad. has this bad bad. performance that he's been having. Oh, like, it's a reason, bro. Man. Like, he has it's to mentally go to sandwich. Subway and be like, damn, I got to get this ass sandwich. Dude. Like, no. he, he knows. No, hell no, bro. It was not that bad, bro. Yeah, like, it's not great, obviously, bro. Like, but I'm hungry, bro. You see... You see, in uh, different cultures, bro, I don't let shit go to waste, bro. You don't, you don't let shit go to waste. <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll, eat just, I'll eat the rest of it. I just couldn't, bro. It's just the mustard and the mayo, bro. It's just really not my thing. But I ate I had a bite, and it was. It could have been worse. Bro, like, I thought you were about to explode, Can bro. I get a swig of that water? Yeah. Oh, which one? Doesn't matter. This guy, you gotta get more water, bro. I forgot it. Waste, man. Might as well finish it now, or yeah. You just finish it. Yeah, really. Overall, man, ain't a lie. Not bad. Like we we when we were ordering it, we were expecting it to be bad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the entire lead up, bro. The fucking the danger, which it's dangerous, spicy. He he said it was spicy. It's not fucking spicy. It wasn't. It, it was not it really, spicy it wasn't. at all. No, it wasn't. Zach hates spicy. Like I know Zach. Like he does not like spicy things. So like, like he, he would say it. Yeah, it's not spicy. Say it's spicy. Not bad. 
honestly, like like when you're when you're out here reading reading out these topics, it sounds sound it good. sounds Ramen terrible. Shit, bro. But then like all together, hits those taste buds. My my honest review. What'd you rate out? What'd yeah, you I, was rate about, out I was about to give it a rating out, out, out of 10. ten. Four out of ten. Maybe a light five, light five, four, light five. I'd say five. I would give it four if it didn't have the mustard and the mayo and had some other type of dressing. So you think it's a three? But I think it's a three. Yeah, okay. it's definitely a three. Uh, you know, definitely not. Three, it's it's borderline four. Like I want to say like three and a half, like even like three point seven. But yeah. I mean, look, I was fully expecting to come on here and eat this, and then just call it a zero. For sure. All, <laughs> all of us were. I was expecting a zero. I'm glad I'm going out of here with a, with a well, I said, oh, I think it's, I'd say a five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with a five. Y'all know me. Y'all were expecting zero. I was oh, expecting oh, yeah, negative. God. I was expecting negative. Yeah, I thought you spit it out for a second. I like, did. You, you had it. You were, like, chugging water. I was like, damn, this yeah. guy's like, bro. Yeah, it's Keep in mind that this was Blue's first ever time trying Subway as well. Exactly, I've never like ate a sub sandwich like from Subway. I, from Subway. Like I, I mess with Publix, but Publix, sub. Publix subs. Yeah. And, and it, it, I think it's fitting that his the first, first one with the, the Danger, danger witch. witch. The Danger Witch. We're feeling feeling dangerous. Feeling dangerous. No, but, but yeah. Now we got that over with. Let's let's wow. let's shoot it straight into soccer. What we got? Oh well, we got, I gotta, the, we got the North London Derby. North London Derby, Spurs versus Arsenal. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on that? What do you uh, think of that, Zach? Look, everyone going in. Oh my bad. What do you think about that, Zach? Yeah, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was gonna say every everyone going in thought Tottenham was gonna win Spurs, but it you just know, yeah. it just I, didn't it didn't it didn't I end f- up like that. I feel like people were a little bit leaning toward more Spurs because you know Antonio Conte. Is a proven manager. They have Harry Kane, a superstar. They're forwards. They're some of the best forwards. Yeah, they got in, yeah. Hyun- in the Premier League. And he was on great form as well. Yeah, even though Hyun Son had a little bit of bad start, you know, he he had a hat trick. Getting the, back onto the right form. You yeah, know? getting back on there. You know, they they have like two arguable superstars on that team, and I well, feel like people were leaning more towards Spurs. But yeah, I I had Arsenal going into it because I think Arsenal with. The coaching of Arteta mm-hmm. has has trans. He's starting to fully transform this team, and they truly believe that you know they're not fakers. They're 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 the real deal. These these players truly believe that because through that entire eleven, there's not one. They don't have a Harry Kane. They don't uh, have a superstar. They don't have that that one guy. But they have a group of people that believe in what Arteta is saying and believe in the tactic and way of they play football. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus playing good. Odegaard playing good. Jaka looks like a transformed player, yeah, especially today. Yeah, like uh, from coming the the past seasons to where you know where he was stripped of captaincy. There was people yeah. saying that they didn't want to see him play for the club anymore. Exactly, like he's he not unfit. Never, he's unfit to wear he's the badge. Unfit to wear the 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 the, the, freaking, kit. the kit. And for him to to be a real leader in this team again, and yeah. having you know Thomas Party, and <sighs> like what a goal that was, by the way. Well, yeah, just just a, a peach of a peach of a shot. And th- they're they're really implementing that style of football. Arsenal could be they're 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 a real team that you have to be City have to be worried about Arsenal to to be a parcel that they could win it. They could win it all. And and I think that was the main drawback people had on Arsenal so far. Obviously, they're top of the league. There's not many drawbacks you can have. But when you look through their schedule, people were always going to say they haven't played one of them top 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 teams yet. And and I think everyone. Consider Spurs to be one of those. Of course, yeah, they were they were they're three. That, exactly, they're third in the league. You know, and now before the game and now after the game, and th- you know before this game they had no losses. 
you know, they were unbeaten, just like, you know, Arsenal. So well, no, Arsenal lost the Man United. Because the, that oh, was yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Uh, when Arsenal did but the, play but exactly. a top, that top team, they did they, they, lose. They lost. But, you know. But unbeaten to teams besides Man yeah, United, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people wanted to see how they were going to respond. And especially in this derby. The, yeah, the this the is the biggest heated, one. This is the, the most heated one. The like, And they're both good. It's been a while since we've seen a North London derby mean that something actually as meant much. something. Yeah. It wasn't just two, like, Arsenal's the shit club and it's, you know, Spurs have always been decent. Or vice they're, versa. Yeah, now they're both, like, top four teams. Yeah. And they're, they're both jostling because they want to be on top of the other. Yeah. And it, it was it was nice to see, you know, a, a great a great thing to be introduced back to football after taking that. That break. You know, that, 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 that break. kind of that break. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. believe that Gabriel Jesus could be a star? I think he's a star, but if we're talking, like a superstar. I don't think he'll be a superstar though. I think he's a great player. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- I think he, yeah, I agree. I think he's yeah. a great player, but I don't know if he's gonna quite take that jump into superstar yeah, status. Yeah, like is, is he know? gonna be on par with Harry Kane or Mohamed Salah or you know Erling Haaland or these guys? I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so. But but I think he can definitely lead this team. The the basically what what Arsenal need him to do, he's doing it and more. He's doing what he needs to do. Perfectly. Exactly. Saka is doing what he uh, needs to do. It's everybody's flowing together. They're playing very well. In, in Zinchenko, I know it's just a left back, but I think that was one of their their key additions. You know, obviously, obviously, obviously that, Gabriel yeah. Jesus is a great addition, but Martinelli, Zinchenko, playing, yeah, Martinelli, spectacular. Yeah. It's just they're they're well, all. He, he won the penalty today. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing great. Oh, that was Richarlison, but then he. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, but, no, but, but I don't know. We, I forgot. I, I don't know where I was going no, with that. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but I, I'm getting confused with my Arsenal Brazilians because I, I wanted to point this out and I saved this. Look, this was almost like once Gabriel Jesus scored to make it 2 1, it was guaranteed Arsenal was going to win. Listen to this Gabriel Jesus, he's never lost a game that he scored in 51 games. 63 goals, zero losses. So every game, every game he has scored in, he has won. Whether it's been for Manchester City or Brazil or whatever, he, he, he scores. You know that you're going to get the win, and I, and I think it's just an unbelievable record. You know, and, and that's kind of a random statistic yeah. per se. But look, Arsenal playing unbelievable football, and and look, Gabriel Jesus, he's going to continue this form. I feel yeah. like, yeah, and they've done it against uh, Tottenham now, and we're going to continue to see. Gabriel Jesus lead this team. I, I would expect him to continue to score goals. Is he going to overtake Haaland for Golden Boot or anything like that? No. It's not, no. That's not the type of player. It's not, no. not going to happen, but I think he's going to really, really have – he's going to continue this form. He's going to have his, his best ever Premier League season, I would say. I, I think Better he, than he's had with, he, with City. He, do, he does different things that, than Haaland does. Like he, he, he's more involved in the buildup. He can, he can dish exactly. balls. Exactly. Like He's uh, he has better connections with Martinelli with Saka like he's really going into this you know like center forward. He's just making more assists. Yeah, center forward more than a like a, a, a more than a number nine really. He's more of a center forward. Yeah, but he can't and, and score he, and he's not as bad as where when Man City he was he was just known for missing so many chances. Yeah, like, he scored a goal but it took him fucking ten. How many shots? shots? Yeah, to get that. But now he's he's being you know, more of a poacher. He, yeah. He's, the chances you give him a chance, you know, he's, he's probably going to take him, it. He's probably going to take and it. And obviously, when when you give him the chance that he had in this game, I mean, literally, Lloris gave it to him. There's nobody there. He's, he has to, to score. He has to score that. But and those types of goals, look, you can call that, you know, easy tap in, blah blah blah. But he has to. You have you have to have yeah. that awareness, that positioning, know where to be. And look, if you're going to really be the only striker in this team, you know, and obviously they play a one striker formation. Mm-hmm. Look, of course, you have to have that awareness, and you have to be able to 
be in the right place at the right time to, to get those goals. Holland does it. Harry Kane does it. The best strikers, that's what they're kind of known for almost to a certain extent. And Gabriel Jesus starting to show that more so than he ever has. We knew Gabriel Jesus was, was a great dribbler of the ball. We knew what he can do on the ball. And I think we're almost seeing it even a little bit more, what he can do in terms of the build-up play. You know, he can fall back. He doesn't have to stay super, super high up the field and just be a, a, an in-behind guy. Look, if he, if he needs to come back, touch the ball, he can really link up play. He, he could be a KM if he kind of wanted yeah. to. He, he, you know what I mean? He doesn't have well, I, to. That's why I said he's a center forward. Exactly. He, he can, what, he can really he do it all. And, and what he offers on the ball in the build-up is so important, especially to the way Arsenal want to play, similar to that Pep Guardiola style yeah. of football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they took Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City playing with Pep, so it kind of all kind of so ties he, in. He had the idea. But that it's just exactly what they needed. You know, it was, it was honestly, Gabriel Jesus was like the perfect signing, you know, yeah. almost for Arsenal. And I think that's probably one of their, their big reasons why they're top of the league right now. Yeah, no, if they didn't have Gabriel Jesus, I couldn't imagine what the team would look like. But it just looked like it. Another team. I'm interested to, to hear your y'all's thoughts. Obviously, the top of the league right now. How long can they keep this going? Can they stay top of the league for, for an extended period of time? I'm not going to say they're going to win the league, but how long can this last? I, th- I think no matter what, they're a lock-in for top four. Mm-hmm. I think there there's it would take an absolute bottle job to the highest degree for them not to get top four. Like, and I remember we were... I remember I wasn't saying that at the beginning of the season, but now like yeah, now now that like you starting to see how how they play, I think for sure top four is locked in. They're they're gonna play Champions League football, mm-hmm. but to see that to play top, I, to to live in a time where I saw Leicester City win a win a title, any I anything's possible. <laughs> City, yeah. C- like City are a great side. C- City are really good, but. You, you, have, know, you have to think that anything uh, is possible. And you have to think one thing with City. I, I, like, I still think City are probably going to win the City league. City have to. Well, but, they have to win it. But, they have to win it. But at a certain point, you know, we might see, look, they got to try to win this Champions League. You know, that's not going to say that that's their main priority, but it probably is. You no, know, they're going to want to push for that Champions League. And if Arsenal can, you know, let's just say if Arsenal can be top at Christmas, you know, I think that's when things will start to get very, very interesting in the Premier League because... You know, that Champions League, a round of 16 and the knockout, and the rest of the knockout stage will start in uh, February around then. Like, at a certain point, they're going to start putting a more focus on that. And Arsenal doesn't really have that European competition, you know, per se, you know, that they're really, really focusing on. You know, I mean, the Premier League is, is going to be their main priority. Yeah, exactly. So if they are and they're able to, like, let's just say they have a little bit of a lead, you know, do I still think... They're going to win the league, not necessarily, but I just think it'll be getting a little bit interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I had to give an official prediction, like, obviously, I don't think they're going to win I, the league or stay yeah, top of like, the league. My, but, my prediction but was I think still that City I, was going to win. But I would say top four, I would be shocked if, if they didn't make top four. Exactly. Seeing, seeing as how good they look. And, and I've, I said this even at the beginning of the season. I saw them play in preseason, you know, yeah, when yeah, they played well, Chelsea, we, we Arsenal. I had them in top four. I, th- I, think, I, had them, I, I think I had them number, number four, I think. I had four and no, three. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of Manchester City, you guys ready to get in the Manchester Derby? Yeah, yeah it's going it's to be Denver versus United, going man. Down it's it's going to be a great game. United, obviously, I know, obviously in really good form. Yeah, but this, obviously, Man City being the favorites. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on the game? I think that this game is going to be a true benchmark to just show how good Manchester United are. You know, we're we're starting to see them pick up their form after that kind of horrific start, and we were thinking, dang. You know, Eric Ten Hag was he not the was he not the the solution we all thought he was? You know, was this just Ole Gunnar Solskjaer two point <laughs> Obviously, not quite the case. You know, they're starting to pick up their form again, 
and they they've been doing all, uh, good in the Europa League, and they, they, you know they're uh, I think number six in the Premier League right now, and they've been on really good form. They don't have no pressure going into this game. I feel like you know obviously there's always pressure I guess to a certain extent, but now real pressure. No one is really necessarily expecting them like they have to win this game. It's a must win. Look, if they lose this game, but you can hold your hands up and say it was the expected result. Mm-hmm. They're playing with house money, and I think this is just going to be the true benchmark to show how good are they. Are they are they that team that can be a se- the second best team in the Premier League, be a, a guaranteed lock for top four, or are they the team that is is dwelling in that four to six range? Are they going to make the top four? Is not guaranteed to make the top four, like we said about Arsenal. Do you guys so, think Ronaldo will play? No, I don't think he'll play. No. What about you? <sighs> I I don't know. I I mean, it doesn't seem. If he does, it'll, it'll be guard. It doesn't. It, do, it doesn't seem as if Eric Ten Hag has that idea. You know, so far, if he and if he hasn't done it really that much in the season so far, I don't see. I that, doubt in the. Biggest, I doubt in the biggest yeah. game of the season so far. You know that that that's what's coming. But at the same time, you never really know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? And you never know until you know. Okay, so what's score prediction? What do you got? <sighs> Gotta think about you. I'm gonna have to go three one city. What do you think, Blue? 3-0 City. 3-0. Just, just because this seems like a Man City game that they would lose. I'm going 2-1 United. I, I've seen City lose this matchup. Of course. Before when, when, when they were dominant. And I'm not saying, you know, like, oh, freaking uh, City always loses the Derby. I just think... It it kind of seems like it's a lining for City to lose, so I'm I'm picking them to win this game. And oftentimes, you know, when a team is playing, when, it, when a team is good as you know Manchester United, that's a, that's a uh, obviously it's a really expensive eleven, but it's just a, a high quality eleven. You know, Anthony, and we're seeing Lissandra Martinez, who I want to get into in a second. Rashford. Anytime a team this good is playing, Rashford, with, yeah, one player a month last year. Any t- I mean, any month. exactly anytime a, a team this good is playing with house money, you know, you can kind of get that kind of result that you're saying, and, and you get a, a sh- not it, it wouldn't be a shocking result because you're predicting it, but shocking to a certain extent because yeah, well, a lot of, they're not favorites. A lot of people are, yeah, exactly, they're not the favorites. But, and obviously one matchup that everyone is kind of talking about, you know, obviously given the form of Erling Haaland and, you know, one of the center backs he's going to be going up against, we saw it, Lissandro Martinez. What do we think about this matchup? And this might honestly be the matchup that decides the game. If United are to win, they're going to have to, Stop Erling Haaland. Yeah. And Lucendro Martinez is the guy who's probably going to have to do that. So what do we think about this matchup? I think uh, Haaland's definitely going to try and target him a little more because he's the, the shorter defender. Because if you look at it, you know, you want to go for the shorter guy. You do, I don't think he's going to want to be really going at Varane yeah. that, that much. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think that's, that's definitely something Haaland should win. Like, he should be getting Especially better. Especially given the form he's on. Yes, uh, with the form he's on, you know, uh, tap-in merchant, he should be, uh, you know, a little bit better. Maybe he'll get a header. Maybe he'll get well, a header. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the thing. We've seen just, I, I don't know the exact number, but we've seen how many times, how many times has KDB crossed the ball to Haaland and he scored this season? It seems as exactly. if... Exactly. I mean, how many times does it have to happen? And... You know, obviously, given it's, a, I think it's a seven-inch height disparity between Haaland and Lissandro Martinez. Given how good this this partnership, this duo is between Haaland yeah. and KDB, KDB, I would have to imagine Haaland is going to get a couple chances in the air, whether it's a you know one of them fine scissor kicks he likes to do, or or just a, a simple header. He's going to have a clear, clear advantage there, and I know Kevin De Bruyne, arguably one of the, I would say, the best crosser in football. You know, him, maybe him and Trent. You know. Yeah, KDB's gonna give Holland some good opportunities in the air, 
And you would have to imagine against a Alessandro Martinez seven inches shorter than him, he's going to take advantage of that. And that's why I would say Holland will score tomorrow. You know what I mean? If you're if you're thinking about taking that bet, Holland's scoring tomorrow. Yeah, you know, definitely. Holland yeah, is going to score at least one. I don't think that's a you know I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, but yeah, I, I do I do see it. I do see it happen. Yeah, I do see him. You know, getting tapping. Getting add into the tap in merchant, you know. <laughs> you ready to talk about Nkuku going to Chelsea? I'm ready. Of course, I'm ready. So, so yeah, let's talk about it. Nkuku going to Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea, your team, in a bit of a weird spot. Yeah. Adding Nkuku, what do you think that does for you guys? Well, I think that getting Nkuku solves the main issue with two main issues with this team that I've been begging for an answer on it for years. First of all, and I've been saying this for years, Chelsea needs a dynamic playmaker. When they had Eden Hazard, you saw what he did. He was just, just dribbling at everybody. They had Hazard, they had Willian. These are two dynamic wingers in their, when they were in their prime. They literally ran at you. They beat you. They, they got that cross, and Hazard loved to cut inside, take that shot. Chelsea has no players that are doing that now. Hakeem Ziyech, we thought he was going to be able to do it. Literally just tries to be Aryan Robin 2.0, but he's not Aryan Robin. He had, you know, he can't quite always cut back into the left foot as good as he was. You know, we thought, you know, Christian Pulisic might be able to take that leap into that guy. He's not been quite getting the chances he deserves. You know, they signed Raheem Sterling, but he hasn't been quite the playmaker that we totally that we've for, needed. I totally forgot he was in all that team. In Kunku, literally 20 goals, 13 assists last season. He's a proven goal scorer. And a proven playmaker. I think given what he can do in the buildup with his with his technical ability, his dribbling, his passing, all of that, and his proven goal-scoring ability, it ki- it's almost killing two birds with one stone. Two things that Chelsea desperately need, a proven goal-scorer and, and a playmaker. And Nkunku is both of those. What formation do you think they would run with Nkunku in it? Well, I, I don't know exactly what Graham Potter is going to, uh, like, kind of cook up, yeah. per se, you know. I think, I, I don't know, it, you you would probably say uh, some maybe a three-back, you know, because that's kind of what maybe he's been getting at. But at the same time, it, you know, Grand Potter might switch it up to that 4-2-3-1. I don't know exactly what he's going to want to do. I, if, if, I, if I had to guess, Grand Potter is probably going to go with kind of that three-back, but like slash five-back thing with Cucurella, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to get Reese James on the other side. And then it'll be I, I kind of like the same thing too, kind of like three four three. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but and I don't even know exactly where Nkunku is going to play. Whether it's going to be in more of like a attacking midfield role or the center forward role because that he's been playing for Leipzig. I yeah. don't know. I think Nkunku he, he literally can do so many things. He can play right wing. He can play left wing. He can play center forward. He can play cam. He can play striker. I just, just we just got to get him in there somewhere. We just need his his overall ability wherever he is. Whether he's on the wing, whether he's central, we just need. That but ability on the dude, team. Chelsea have a lot of players now that they they're gonna have to look to. What we're we gonna do with uh, one? What's gonna happen with Mason Mount? What's gonna happen? Well, he's been playing when Kai goal. Havertz. What's gonna happen with Conte? Or what's gonna happen with Jorginho? Because you can't have all those guys, and then you add in Cuckoo. Where what happens to the guys yeah. that are not gonna play? I, I, I would say out of the the people like like out of the people you've just said, the people that Nkunku would directly be kind of taking a spot potentially from would be Mount or Havertz. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Jorginho, you know, he's more of a holder, mid. holding midfielder. Yeah. He's not really at risk of losing his spot in the team because of Nkunku. If we sign somebody oh, yeah, else. Oh, Kovacic. Yeah, Kov- but he's the same thing as Jorginho. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so but, so like, I'm saying, so I'm saying like, 
if we're playing like three four three, we'd have the two. It'd probably be Jorginho Kova or, or Jorginho Kante, and then Cucurella, Reese James. You know, is that wing back, mm-hmm. and then it'd be like Sterling, Averts, unless we sign you know whatever. We have Aubameyang or Aubameyang, but but I, to me personally, I like Aubameyang. He did score today. I don't know. I'm saying I don't know how, how long Aubameyang staying. Looking at the next season, which is when we, we'd be kind of signing a Kunku, probably would be something along the lines of like Sterling, Averts maybe, and, and Kunku right wing. Averts at striker. That's where he's been playing. I mean, do, do is it is it ideal by any stretch of the? I don't know. I'll look, would you rather it, have it, Kunku at striker? I'd I'd play in Kunku. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, Averts, I, I, I don't know. Exactly. I would agree with that. I would keep Aubameyang though. I, well, it just depends. If I don't. I don't know. There. I think the thing with Chelsea is, and it's it's tough to predict. You know, we're we're, we're gonna maybe be, that's the solve the, to the number nine curse. Don't sign a number nine. Just play a <coughs> fucking midfielder at striker. Maybe that's the solution. They've, they've already tried that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they work. definitely tried that. Yeah, it hasn't but, been working. But maybe when Kunku will work. But I think the thing with Chelsea that's that's kind of tough. It's like we've literally seen. Two games so far with Graham Potter. You know, they played the the first initial game uh, against RB uh, Salzburg in the Champions League. And there was a 1-1 draw. And then we just saw today playing against Crystal Palace, a 90th minute winner by Conor Gallagher. So, but but wasn't overall a real impressive performance outside of that. So I think looking forward with, with Graham Potter, I, we don't know exactly where he's going, what he really wants to do with this team. You know what I'm saying? Like the formation, the tactics, we don't know 100%. I just know... Obviously, he's interested in Nkunku, and he's already got the medical. You know, it's already in the works. But I just don't know exactly where he's going to play or anything like that because I don't even know exactly what Graham Potter is thinking because he hasn't really been in here long enough to fully get his tactics in yet. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like one of them things. This is obviously a signing. Wherever you want to play him, it's a great signing. You know what I mean? That's my overall takeaway. And I just don't know exactly where he's going to fit in yet. But you got to get Christopher Nkunku if you have the opportunity because – if if we don't get him, another club is you Bayern know what I'm saying. Bayern, gonna, PSG. You know, he originally came from PSG. They let him go. Big mistake. You know what I mean. PSG will just come calling back. They want him back. If Chelsea is already able to get this medical, it, it, I heard that the transfer fee is not all agreed yet. They need to get that over the line. And Kunku wants to come here. Just find a way to get him here, and then we'll deal with the rest of the tactical stuff later. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How we, much do you think he he would be? How much do you think that you're well, asking? Well, the report was that like he has a he does have a release clause next season that can be activated for sixty million, which is an absolute that's, that's steal. A, that's a steal. That's a, literally that's a, a steal. But uh, some reports are saying that Chelsea to make sure the deal gets over the line, they're they're willing to pay a little bit more than the release clause. Actually, they they might be willing to pay up ninety a hundred. 80, oh, 80, they might be willing to pay like eighty million, yeah, you know, like, a little bit extra. Try not to spend 100 million a hundred. A little bit extra just to make sure, because there are still, even though the medical has already happened with uh, him and Chelsea, other teams, you know, are still trying to get him because he's he, of how good he's been performing. So Chelsea, they they want to get this deal over the line as soon as possible. So reports are saying that they might they might just be willing to pay eighty million just to lock it in. Just to lock it in, yeah. And and, and Todd Bowley got the money. You know, to, sign the check. Just sign right. the check, son. You know it's what I mean? You sign the check, send it over to Leipzig, and, and let them do the rest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we need this guy. He's literally. This has been what I have been crying for Chelsea to get for years. You know. Yeah. Let's get into the NBA now. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. But we got Ben Simmons. He said on an interview that he was just doing the right thing, and that when Trey, when he was going up for the layup, and he. He dished it off, or whether he was trying to dunk it. He, that he didn't. Basically, that um, that the last game he played with the 
the Sixers, he did not know it was Trey Young. He said, "Quote unquote, exactly, it man. was I just saw a body." So he passed it off, and you know, basically saying that he just thought he just saw a man closing him out, pass it out. But still, him saying that doesn't change the fact that literally, exactly, he, he was still avoiding the contact. Because no matter what, that could that could be me out there. We're gonna foul Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons knows that, so that's why he's passing it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh my God, like Michael Jordan's closing me out right now. Like, dude, it's he knows that they're gonna foul him and send him to the line. He doesn't want to take those free, free throws. Free throws, of course. We've talked. We talked. About yeah, and that. and not in the worst of fact, it's Trey Young, man. Like, if if you're Ben Simmons, you're six ten. Like what? Six ten, two hundred fifty pounds. Like, dude, exactly. it. I don't care who that is. You're going in there. You're going in there with a head of steam. One, Trey Young's closing out, but he's not. You know, you, you already have a start on him. No matter who that is, you should be going up and take and taking that. Exactly. You should. Uh, you, you know, either get uh, if you can't get the end one, you're getting fouled. You go to the line. But obviously, it's Ben Simmons and how he was playing through that entire series. He wanted nothing to do with that. With playing, he he was playing passive the whole series. So, like, when you think about that particular moment, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise you, you know what I'm saying, why he did that. Exactly. Because he knew. He gets fouled there. It's, it's almost like hack-a-shack. He gets fouled there. That's what they, they, they want you to go to the free throw line. They, they would prefer they, you do that than, than dish it out to the three-point shooter who's more than likely going to make that. So, I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not buying it. Like you, you can explain it like that, but it doesn't change the fact that, that he needs to get better at his that, free throws. Yeah, that you one like you've been in the league for what five five years, man? Like how long you've been in the league? And you, <laughs> Too many. You still have the you still have these problems to where you don't want to shoot, and I think that's a, that, it's not purely his fault. I think a lot of the fault is it is toward the Sixers because coaching. They, yeah, the coaching they've been calling and being like Ben Simmons. No, you don't have to shoot you. You do so many other things. No, you have to fucking shoot. Who, dude? Like you ha- to evolve and be that next level superstar. You have to be able to be more than like a one dynamic scorer. Is that like, oh, I'm just gonna go at the? Because like now that people know his free throw shooting's not there, it completely affects how he scores now because like, he drives to the basket. Imagine not being able to drive. It's like what happened to Giannis that you know you just foul him or you build a wall. So. It's, it's like exactly. you have to evolve your game. And hopefully at the Nets he can do that because I, I want to see Ben Simmons. It's too much of good talent to waste. That's what just, was, yeah. That's been just the, the story for, of his whole career. Just for like not the him choosing that he does not want to learn to shoot and he doesn't he doesn't uh, trust his shooting. It's like, dude, just just put in the work, get a shooting coach, hmm. and just do it. Like every, everybody does it. Like, dude. He needs to be sitting there. What are you? Thousand shots a day. Thousand shots a day, bro. Thousand shots a You're day. You're not leaving the fucking lock gym. Sa- lock yourself lock in the gym. Lock him in the gym until he puts in that work. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. That's what. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. So overall, we can all agree that like he just needs to get better at his free throws. Yeah, Simple. and, sh- and just shooting in general. Shooting in general. Yeah, he, he has, but especially free throws. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, like they're they're free throws. Freeze in the name, man. Like, bro, just take them. Yeah. But yeah. So let's talk about Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson and what his career is going to be next season. Zion looking. Looking crazy. Scary. Yeah. Scary Scary hours. Scary hours with Zion. The Pelicans are expected to perform well. When when they because they already have been doing good. Yeah. When they compared the two pictures from what last year and this current year, 
this dude looks like you know like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. Like, dude, he he's built, he's lean, and he's just he's as bouncy, he's as sprinty, he's as fast as he's ever been, and he's coming back to a team that was pretty damn good. Like they they took the Suns to six games. Like, dude, they they played very. They've been playing very well with the addition of CJ McCollum. And already Brandon Ingram still developing. They're going to get Zion, ba- Zion back. They already had a Jose, uh, what's his name, Jose Ag- Alvarado. Alvarado. And they're just getting a, a deeper team. And with Zion, like Zion, Zion, when he's fit, when he's playing, he's a top 10 player. Like he's a player efficiency prince. Like he just wrote, he's, a, he's 60%. He, he only gets good shots. Like to, to have, to add someone like that to the Pelicans is just like, they they could be a content like they're they're easily if they're not they're not a sleeper I wouldn't say they're a sleeper just because they they have so many good play it's it's kind of dumb to say oh they're a sleeper but uh-huh. the West the West is the West it's stacked but I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're like a top three seed Ooh. Mm. if they if they're up there because they, it's just you have those, you got a lot of competition yeah. you got a lot of competition but like you have like that guy you have a top ten player and then you have two really really good players yeah. <clears throat> You know, like a like a not a big three, but uh, yeah, I mean a, a, sol- a solid three. Like I don't know a lot of other teams in the league that have a three uh, that a three yeah. player is that good. Yeah, well, I think there's a few interesting things that have been coming out about the situation. First and foremost, at, at practice, you know, there has been some reports about how Zion's been playing. They're saying specifically about Zion's performance, he's moving quicker. We're making quicker decisions, and that's not only you know running and, and how he moves laterally and all that, but literally on the ball. You know what I mean with the with the ball. He's making quicker decisions. You know, he's passing it off or he's taking it to the rack. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's just he's deciding what he's doing, and then he's going ahead and doing it. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways so far from practice. But I think the biggest thing for the, the Pelicans is going to be how Brandon Ingram is able to adjust, you know, with Zion. Obviously, we've seen them play together before. But obviously, last season, we kind of saw Brandon Ingram dominate that mid-range game. You know, he almost had one of the most lethal mid-range games uh, in the whole league. But literally, it's more threes are going to be taken by Brandon Ingram this season, despite the fact he has an elite mid-range game. He's probably going to have to take less mid-range shots, more threes, just because Zion and he's going to require more touches. He's going to be taking up that kind of spot where B.I. was. And, you know, last season he was taking 4.1 per, uh, attempts per game, connecting on 32% of them. You know, and that was his worst three-point shooting percentage since his rookie season. So we, he's, he's going to have to take more threes, but last season he was shooting the worst in his whole career with the three-point percentage. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's guaranteed that he's going to have another down year with the three, but I'm just saying how this team goes is going to kind of depend on how B.I. is able to adjust, you know, with that three ball and, and all other things included, you know what I'm saying, yeah. with, with Zion. And um, I, I do think... Uh, that that that's a that's a great analysis with with that, but also it the the fact that Zion's coming back. It's Zion, when Zion's on the court, everybody knows a lot of the team's going to be looking oh, yeah. to Zion. So he's get, Brandon Ingram's going to have less chances, but he's going to be more open, mm-hmm. exactly less contested. Yeah. So I think we could see you know maybe his attempts go up, go down, but his uh, his percentages go, are gonna up. go up because True. he's going to be wide hoping. open. Yeah. And if that's the case, then. And you know, I think that's what's good. That's what's gonna happen because I think some teams are gonna 
Teams are gonna have to. You're gonna have to double Zion Williamson when he's when he soon as he goes past the three point line, send 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 the second guy. But they're not gonna sleep on Brandon Ingram though. I Absolutely don't think. not. But then, you, but when, they're when gonna make at, him prove himself. When in you the look three. at Brandon Ingram, then, then you look. You got CJ McCollum, and CJ McCollum can cook. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy who. Dude, he, he was, he's he a was, dynamic scorer. We're talking about a guy, you know, him and Dan. We remember what they he's were. Right hand yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were the the second the second best backcourt in the league. In the league. And and, 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 and CJ McCollum doesn't have uh, near as much pressure as he did then. Yeah. He's kind of the third guy on this team. He's so. the third guy, and he's 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 like the oldest out of them. So he's kind of like you know, the vet. The, the, he's the he's the vet to these two like monsters yeah. of you know. And I think he's going to be exactly what they need to calm to calm him down. I, w- I wish the fucking Heat got him. I'm I, I'm still baffled how. <laughs> CJ McCollum got traded for peanuts. Yeah, and like literally, the Blazers was just like, "Bro, what, 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 what do you want for him? Fucking, you know, like chips and a coke, or if I could take him." Yeah. Like, dude, what? But you know, I, I guess you know. Congrats the Pelicans that you get, they have a great team now. They're, yeah. they're really good. I think this is the this uh, the team right now. I know we haven't seen them play on paper. Is probably the best team they had even since the AD days. Even oh, yeah. when they had AD and AD, Boogie. AD and Boogie. This, this, I think this is, a, this is a better team, just because it fits. It fits with this current style of the NBA, where they mm-hmm. have great, two great mid-range shooters. CJ is a good three-point shooter. Bi, he's we're gonna he's see. Right. We're gonna see. He's good. Like he, I said, he's alright at three. Like I said, we're gonna see. And, and, and you're saying he might elevate. But he that, has that mid-range know? game. And, oh and, yeah, elite and, and mid-range game. The, like the the ultimate paint killer. That's fucking Zion, the, the guy who's you know basically gonna hit his head on the freaking backboard. And we even saw at certain points in uh, you know his rookie season, Zion Williamson. You know, shooting the three ball effectively. Yeah, like if so, you leave him wide open, he'll take it. So yeah. it'll be you can't just build a wall on Zion. And, and obviously, I don't think you know, Zion is going to take too many threes. But I wouldn't you want ke- to. But you can't leave him open, and he's going to. He can get hot, and he's going to keep the defense honest. Yeah, he, and and he's going to make you de- spread the floor. He's going to make you defend him as soon as you get to that three point line. You you can't just take five steps back and say, "Hey, just shoot it." You can't do that with Zion Williamson. I mean, we saw it. He's going to get. He's going to make you pay. So he's gonna make you defend, and and Zion Williamson, man, for somebody that big, he just moves incredibly different. He's so fast. There's not a the, look. I'm 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 almost kind of uh, scared for the whatever big man is forced to guard Zion Williamson because <sighs> he might just get cooked. No, I, you know, there's gonna there's gonna be some highlight real there's plays. A, there's only gonna be a couple guys, and there's like only maybe like I like maybe three or four people in the league that could possibly get. Just throw him a little bit off, but mo- the, most of the 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 way that's gonna be able to, like to keep him at bay, you're gonna have to throw doubles at him. You're gonna throw double teams at him. Try try and get the ball as soon as he touches the ball, make him give up the ball, because that's what it's gonna take. Because Zion, I mean, he, he was having stats like you know that were already comparable to like early LeBron and oh, early yeah. Michael Jordan. Like this, he was this having guy, an incredible start. This guy, this he guy was. is the real deal, and there's no doubt. Yeah, and and a lot of people, not obviously, no one forgot about him per se, but. It's he, been a while, but it's been a it, while. It, it, it was it was scary because it, it was like we, there was a feeling that we have this talent, this one in a lifetime talent, but we not we might not be able to see it at its full at its full peak because you know he's already having trouble with his feet. He was already getting injured. He had a little overweight, but I think this this is a, a nice fresh air. It's like thank God we're gonna be able to see Zion. You know, because I I'm gonna I'm gonna be circling anytime I, I get to see Zion versus uh, versus Giannis. Gotta see it. I was gonna oh, say that. I gotta that. see it. Gotta see the freak versus versus you know another freak. I, I this is shit you have to see. You know Zion versus LeBron. This is shit you have to see. Oh yeah, I'm gonna want to see it. Yeah. Bet taking LeBron. Not LeBron. So let's get into Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. 
Well, they're not actually enough. They're not confirmed. They're not confirmed yet. yet. But they had an altercation. They've been, they've been allegedly, chirping at each other allegedly. for years. Yes, but allegedly this time in the club, Tank Davis snatches Ryan Garcia's chain. Obviously, he's going to take offense to that. Took his chain. And, and now, obviously... Some people are saying, "Oh, is this promo for the you know they're about to agree to a fight? Is it gonna is this kind of the first promo?" Blah blah blah. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm interested. Do you think this fight will happen? And if it does happen, you know what do you what do you what are you thinking about it? <laughs> I I don't think it's gonna be the next thing we see. I, I I don't think we're gonna we're gonna hear it gets announced within like the coming months. I think they're both gonna have uh, one more fight, and then I I'm just hoping basically that they fight. Because mm-hmm. with boxing, there's always the politics. Is that oh he's he's Showtime ones you know one ones with other, another promotion. It sucks when it comes to stuff like that. But this is just a fight we have to see. We've been we've been seeing these guys talk shit for about so five long. days, so years. So but, long. Dude, it's been so it's long. It's about time that they get it's, in. And it's the time ring. they fight, dude. Because we, we boxing, we want to see the best fight, the best, dude. It's just shit we have to see. And this fight would be big. It'd be huge. Oh, huge. It's Ryan Garcia versus you know T- Tank, you know Floyd Mayweather's guy. It's shit we have to see. We gotta see it. And if they did fight, I'm, I th- I think I think Tank Tank it wouldn't be easy, but I think Tank KOs him within five, <sighs> knock knocks him out because Ooh. Ryan Garcia is hittable, and you don't want to be hit hit by Tank. Oh yeah, you don't want to be hit. Fact, I, I don't. And I th- I think uh, he's quick on his feet. Yeah yeah yeah. He like Tank can fight on the inside. He, he, he's a more he's a more dynamic fighter. He he can you know. He can he can fight on the back foot. I don't think Ryan Garcia can fight on the back foot. Mm-hmm. I think you know Ryan's a very good counter puncher. He he wants to get you with the left. There there hasn't been a KO Ryan, Ryan's had that hasn't been with his left, mm-hmm. which it can be like oh my god he's like that that left is like a killer, but it also could be he's a bit one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the shot that that's his only hope. You know it's it's kind of a bit of the Conor McGregor thing. It's like you know he has to get you with the left or he's not gonna win. But Tank. It's it could be a, a right uppercut, left uppercut, left straight, he's right straight. He's uh, he could put you down with a jab, and he can he can get he can string combinations to, just to get you out of there. And you know, I just think that Tank's gonna be harder to hit, yeah. and Ryan's easier to hit. So I'm I'm, go, I'm going Tank Tank by knockout. And obviously, this is a fight. You know, it's not obviously happening anytime soon, confirmed or whatever. But but do you think that this will happen within the next year? Not like ne- next year. Like, like within the next year per se. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I just maybe end of next year. But if if like everything lines up, but with how how gay boxing is, I'm just gonna say it probably doesn't happen. But well, I I hope I really hope it does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something we have to see. Well, I mean, we're all gonna fucking watch it. Like, <laughs> who's not gonna fucking watch that? I think everyone's watching it. Yeah, like, bro, it's gonna be crazy. But we just have to hope the promotions get together, they have a good conversation. No one overprices themselves because that's another thing that's wrong with that's, Ryan Garcia, especially with these two guys. Yeah, you know like saying? they're both gonna want Ra- Ryan Garcia wants you know like champion like like world champion money, but exactly. he's not a world champion. That's the problem that he wants more money than what Tank would get. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. I get Ryan's a big sell, but you can't demand like if you want to be champion, you take you take what's given to you. Like that's what Tao like, said. Ta- ta- Tao took the minimum to fight Lomachenko. Yep. No one wants to fight fucking Lomachenko. Tao says, did it. I'll take the absolute minimum because he he wants to be champion. That's what's something I think that Ryan should want. But that's another thing. Like Canelo has said it he, he, when he trained with Canelo's team that Canelo said, "I don't know if Ryan Garcia is really about it." 
Mm. And I, he, he said, like, his mental space isn't really right. I don't want to pick on him for having mental mental illness or any, like, thing. But he Ryan Garcia did take a break because he, he took a break from boxing because he said he just, he just needed it for his mental health. And I hate to be that guy, but as soon as you see that, it's just blood in the water. I don't know if he's really all yeah. about it like Tank is. Like, it, Tank, it, yeah. like Tank is just like, it's like Fort Knox up here. Dude. You're not getting in there. And I just his will to win is, is way more than than Ryan Garcia is because I know T- Tank if he does if he's not a world champion boxer then he's nothing Ryan if he's not a world champion you he's know still he's something in, he's Instagram he's yeah. famous you know he can go on whoever podcast he wants like he he's in with the Pauls he's you know he's this social media guy yeah he is Tank doesn't care for it. He doesn't. He care just wants to it. win. He just wants to fight, and he wants to win. Same thing with Tao. He wants yeah, so, to win. Same, same thing with Tao. It's it's like that's the only thing I don't really. So, I'm saying, and I'm not even saying that Ryan's a, Ryan's bad, but I just don't think he's going to be the, the world champion. So I think one thing, like obviously, you're saying they might not potentially be fighting each other anytime soon, but these are two guys that you know Tao could potentially fight. So yeah. do, we, do we think it's more likely that 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 fight with you know Tao potentially fighting one of these two is more likely than these two actually fighting anytime soon? Uh, I no, I I don't think so. I think I think Tao is right now a little bit um, I I think he's a he's a a little bit of a weight class above. So they they would have to come meet him. I think he's more a, a little bit into like a one one forty. These guys are like one thirty five. I know it's like five pounds, but like it's just how this shit is. Yeah. I and I know Tao isn't gonna be chasing them. Like they, Ryan Garcia is going to really want to have to go out of his way to fight Teo. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he really wants to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants that. And uh, so I think out of all the fights that are that are on the table, you know, Lomachenko, you know, uh, Devin Haney, all, all these guys, I think this is the most likely one to happen just because it's been these talked two? about. Yeah, with with Tank and Ryan Garcia, it's the most likely one to happen. But it's, it's hard to get these top guys to, to, fight to actually other. fight. Yeah, because... It's not like the UFC where logistics. You know, yeah, it, logistics just play more into a role. Yeah, and, and in boxing, you know, you can kind of purposely avoid a yeah, guy that, that you that's, might know. That's why there is so many undefeated records in boxing. That's why, I, me personally, I don't really respect. I, it's not I don't respect undefeated. It's like if someone's undefeated, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, they're undefeated. Who there's did he like, fight? There's like fifty undefeated people, like. Because if if you have losses in your thing, you know you're ta- you're taking the best of the best. You're fighting actually good people. Unless you're losing to some ass, you know. Yeah, I mean, you but, if you, if, rare, but if you lose, but if you're losing to some ass, you're probably not even in. Yeah, the, well, you're not even in the discussion in the like, first dude, place. Lomachenko is one of the greatest, greatest of all time, and he has multitude. Of, he has a couple. He has more than one loss. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just like, but they care a lot about that. Like mm-hmm. Ryan, I feel like Ryan cares a lot about it. Like Devin Haney cares a lot about it. Like being being undefeated, so they they like to cherry pick. Well, like, oh, okay, I'll fight this guy this time. If it if it were all one governing body, which will never happen, sadly, as much as I want it to happen, to be all under one sanction, these guys can pick and choose whatever the fuck they want. Because one, there's like a billion belts. There's like there's a fucking a su- a super belt, and then there's a middle belt. There's a regular belt. Like it's so fucking dumb. There's just so much. There's just so many belts. So there's no like you know, real forcing that. Okay. Like, oh, damn, there's no escaping. You have to fight Ryan next, or you have to fight Tank. So I think out of them all, that's the most uh, likely one, but I— Even that one, you're saying? I don't even think that one will happen, Just unfortunately. It's kind of sad, I would yeah, say. it sucks. Like— th- we, th- we have our fingers crossed. Not only not only is it just unbelievably box office, you know, these two big names or whatever, but 
These are the best of the best. And, well, and, yeah. and, 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 and any sport, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, you want to see the best of the best play. And that, that's what that's where that's what we all want to see. Yeah. And and like you said, in boxing, unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. Yeah, because there's so much shit that goes into it. And when it does happen, that's why we all appreciate it. it. Mostly gets fucked up with the money. That's like 99.9% of the time it gets fucked up because of the money. Yeah. That's it, but... And you know these two guys. You know, I would, they I love hope, boxing, I, but they also want to get that money. Yeah, I hope they come to a, a fair amount. And you know, let's let's see who, let's see who's the best. I just want that's what all and, I care about. And I, and I think it's you can't just keep having these altercations happen out in the real world. Yeah. You know, like chain snatching and blah blah blah. Look, if y'all have this beef or whatever, man. If y'all really hate each other, y'all are gonna look besides the f- money. Yeah, you gotta fight. And, and, and you're just gonna be like, bro. Boxing. Been, been look, shit for this years. is this is a, this is my only opportunity where I can get. I can actually, legally. I can legally. Punch you. I can legally knock you out, bro. If, if I'm Tank and I hate Ryan Garcia as much as it seems, bro, I'm, I'm like, bro, give me this. Like, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll fight for, for free. free. <laughs> I'll fight for free. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So, and Ryan, I don't know if Ryan Garcia feels the exact same way. You know, maybe not. Maybe. Obviously, I don't think he likes Tank Davis, but I don't no, think... No, but what G was saying earlier, though, that plays in a role. Like, Ryan Garcia just doesn't have the determination exactly. to want to be the champion. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he does. So you yeah. think Ryan Garcia will hold back this fight? I, I think, yeah. The, the, only, yeah. the only person that would, that would be, like, kind of, like, out of it would be Ryan Garcia. Because Ryan Garcia has done this for... After he just got his chain snapped, yeah, like dude, dude, he'll be saying, "Yeah, yeah, I want to fight Tank, I want to fight," and then tank. he won't actually follow and through. No, like he he'll say, "Yeah, a hundred percent want to fight Tank, but for this much." So it's kind of like a thing to where it's out of his hands, being like, "Oh, I'll fight Tank, just give me, you know, like." So 50 it makes million. it seem like so he wants to fight him, out, but yeah, he he's wanting to fight him, but he's outpricing himself. So it's kind of like, well, they don't want to pay me as money. Well, dude, are you you're not a world champion? Yeah, you're worth that for that much money. Like, dude, just fight him. Yeah. That's the problem that's that's been has been delaying this fight forever. Yeah. But hopefully, it gets done. They they reach a price to sign. That's good enough. We'll fucking fight. Yeah. Because, like, I'm just sick and tired. I'm 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 always getting fucking tired of these people just talking shit to each other. I was like, bro, just Back. fucking just fight, fight man. man. Just fight. Like, there's yeah. no there's no reason for you guys not to be fighting. They could sell out Madison Square Garden. They can go to they can go to wherever the hell they want. Yeah. They can sell it out. Oh yeah. I so agree. we we want to see it. We have to see it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And it'll be. Not a disgrace, but it'll just be sh- disappointing if it doesn't happen yeah. ever. You know what I'm saying? For boxing and just everyone in general. You know, this yeah. is a fight we all want to see. And, you know, we'll probably be updating y'all with any updates on this potential fight on the podcast, you know? Absolutely. So, facts. So, y'all ready to shoot it straight into music? What we got? Exactly. Yeah, Big 30's album. Yeah, Big 30. <laughs> Big 30. I wanted to hear your opinion on this, G. I think. I think I'm not as fit to do it as Zach, so I think I gotta tag it on. Tag it on to Zach. I'm gonna tag it on to Zach. I think he's more fit to talk about Big Thirty. All right, well, specifically with Big Thirty, I mean, this is a guy. Look, within this last kind of 2021, 2022 kind of time, I've become a a a pretty decent fan of Big Thirty, and I was excited to see what he was kind of putting together with with this album. And you know, we heard the singles. You know, uh, scared of us. You know, with Hot Boy, we heard. You know, he had a single. You know, Dead Guys. He had some good singles. You know, some. I would say the expectations were almost not through the roof, but they were up there because wow, like these singles, they kind of blew us away. And then we kind of got to seeing the rest of the album, and we didn't see many features, and we were like, okay, I don't know. And then we kind of listened to it, and my main takeaway from the album was that it's not bad. It's just it didn't meet the heights of the singles. You know, he dropped 
the best pieces of work that he put on the album as the singles. I can completely and agree. And then the rest of the project, it's not bad. It's just not to that level. You know what I'm saying? That's it's exactly not as, what it's, I it's think. It's scared of us. Like, you hear that song? Great sample. Unbelievable. The music video, unbelievable. Hot Boy goes crazy. It's a good, really, really good song. And then you just hear some of the other songs I hear. You know, he had the Pooh Shiesty feature. Even that song wasn't anything too, too special. You know, I was kind of impressed, per se, with Big Homie G and Lil Jeremy. I didn't really know much about their, their work or anything like that. And I think that they, they held their own on the album. And then one almost shocking thing, ATL Jacob, I, I thought he was just on there to be a feature as a producer. producer. And, and then I click on that song, and, he, and he's rapping. And I was like, what? And, I, and I'm not going to sit up here and act like ATL Jacob is a great rapper after hearing that. But, like, he wasn't as bad as, as I, like, like, given that I didn't even know he was going to be rapping, it wasn't that bad. One thing I told you about ATL Jacob rapping, though, is that I prefer him producing, man. He's just taking away the time that he could be producing a fire-ass beat like, for, for Drake you. or Future. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. this is the guy who produced Wait, wait for, you. for You. Yeah. So he could, he, he, it, he could be spending that time making the wait for you part two <laughs> rather yeah, than like spending time I making mi- like, wait wait for you is my second most listened to song of all time exactly <laughs> exactly but, so he could be making more songs like more beats for those songs exactly. rather than in the booth rapping mm-hmm. making mid bars yeah. exactly and and this is something like look I, it's not uncommon you know this is kind of getting onto a whole nother thing but it's not uncommon to see producers want to get into the actual rap game with, you know, spitting Facts. their own verses. You know, we've seen it with, you know, Pierre Bourne. That's most, how Nav most, started. Most specifically Nav, you know, he kind of transitioned. But for the guys, and, and I'm going to, you know, speak on specifically Pierre Bourne, you know, it's literally the same thing that you kind of said. Look, Pierre is one of, if not the best producer, you know, he's up there with Metro, I would say, top two in the game. And, like, he's, he said on interviews, you know, he saves his best beats for his own work. And I'm sitting there like, bruh, send that beat to somebody else, man. It, this is like, this is almost like, this is one of the best beats I've ever heard, bro. Do not rap on this, bro. Send like, it to Uzi. It's not that you're bad. Just send it to somebody else, man. Like, like, like we know what you can do as a producer. And it's not that you're a bad artist. And the same thing goes for ATL Jacob. It's not that you're a bad artist. It's just like, we know where you're... Your your very your best true at. talent. Your yes. true talent is making those beats and making you know wait for you making you know for Pierre Bourne's case we know how many fucking incredible beats he's made how many amazing songs he's made. Don't save those beats for yourself, man. Send them away. Yeah. Let him get to the the guys you know like Drake you know Playboy Cardi Uzi you know Gunna he's get, you know locked up right now but he might be getting out. <laughs> but but you know guys like that, that prison, send bro. those beats to those guys and let them do their thing because. <sighs> We know what they can do. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just my overall thoughts on producers rapping. I'm not going to lie. If you're a really good producer, man, just stick to the beats. Exactly. You know what I mean? So circling back. So, Blue, what? so did you did you share the same thing about Big 30's album that you thought it was just kind of mid? Yeah, I shared the same opinions as Zach, man. It was just kind of mid in the singles leading up to it. Man, that hot boy scared of us, man. Incredible the, song. And the music video with the whole paintball and all that. Man, <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was amazing. But then, like, to hear, like, just going through the album like song by song, it was just like, eh, it's all right, but it's not nothing like head banging like you want to go out, go out, dance to or whatever <laughs> it is, man. It's just this is not it. And I, however, though, I will I will agree another point with another point. I will agree with you on this that I wasn't I was very surprised by the features that were on this 
album and how well they performed. Like Lil Jamie and Big Homie G. I didn't know who who the hell they were. Yeah. And I'm sure you didn't either. No, I didn't. I said But that, now, yeah. like, I actually want to look them up and see who they are and what music they have. And, you know, so Big 30 put on some people with this album. He did. But it just didn't perform just didn't perform as well as I thought it did because of the singles and how well they did. Exactly. Perform, so. And one thing, like, outside of the single, you know, with Hot Boy and then, uh, like, just listening to this, this album front to back, it was like, damn, this kind of feels like one big song almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't that much variation. Kind of was rapping the same, and it's not like, it's not the same beats, but it's like, outside of Scared of Us with Hot Boy, it was a very similar beat. And that, very and that, true. And that's why when you get to that song on the album, it's like so different and it, it sounds incredible because it's like you're going from, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, da, 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 da. and it's like, it's melodic. It sounds good. And then they just they go crazy on it. And it's like, wow. And then you kind of, after that song, you go back and it's like, wow, the same old thing. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it got a little bit repetitive, but this is Big 30's like first official album, you know? So it's like, you can see he cemented himself in the game, and a lot of people, you know, are, are you know predicting and it might. It's not going to sell crazy, but in that, and I'm also predicting this. I think it's probably going to sell around 35, 40k first week. You know, that's my that's my prediction for it, and that's not bad for Big Thirty. You know, his first ever album. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking 20k. Solid 20k. Because yeah. the, the way the numbers have changed now, like yeah. it's just so much harder to get like. To hit those big numbers. And yeah. I'm not saying 40, 50K is like it's huge, big. anything huge, but it's just harder to get those big numbers. So, yeah, I'm thinking 20K. Because Nav only sold like what? Like 60. 60. So, like, 60 and right. I was I was predicting that to go crazy sky <laughs> through the roof. Yeah. So, but I, I did have something else. Uh, I'm, I think what should be, what you guys should start doing, I think you should make a doc and every, every album you talk about on the body should rate it out of 10 and just have a big old list of like, Oh, we've ran through this one, so that's why I kind of want. So, out of ten, what would you rate this one? I like that. Yeah, that is a good concept. Big thirties album. So you can you can have it all there. So it's kind of like, oh, I gave this this uh, this album uh, a six. That's is what it, I'm gonna rate is it. it as like, uh, yeah. Six. Six. Six out of ten. Yeah, six and a half. And we're not doing any points or some shit. It has to be fucking you know, no six and a half. All right, like then six. Then six. <sighs> I want to say seven with six. Yeah, six, definitely. A solid six. Yeah, it's one of them things. I, I I probably, like, going into the album, I expected, like, a, like a seven, seven, or eight. Or even an eight. But after listening to it, honestly, and this is coming as a Big 30 fan, I might have to re-listen to it, and my opinion might change, but I'm going to give it a five. So first first initial thought, five. Like, five. It yeah. could change because, I mean, uh, more more albums come out. Uh, from from him or even other artists, it changes like it's the same thing. Where like anything, like, we, we rank anything. Like I, like my person, I, I rank fucking movies. Like yeah. do my my perception, my rankings always change. Yeah, all the time with more work because then you're like, you know, this would this was a way uh, a way more of a mid. Yeah, and I thought this one was a mid. Yeah. And so it elevates that one a bit more. Yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and and some of these songs on this album, I might have kind of slept on them the first time, and yeah. and, and it might grow on me. You know, yeah, facts. Yeah, might have to re, might have to re listen to some of them in the car, and and maybe that. The vibe, you know, something. A lot of the, you know, music, it can just be vibe. Just vibe. Yeah. So, like, you know, some one of them songs, I'm gonna have to re-listen to it in the car, and and maybe I'll be like, oh, I slept on that song. You know, yeah. I gotta. Like, dude, Zach, uh, Zach, like before, he, he would spam me with TSU. He would send me TSU all the time from certain Drake, TSU, Drake. And, and at first, I was like, dude, this shit's so dog shit. I fucking hate it. I, I always said it was, then, a, it was a good song. Said it was a good song, but then like. We've had a stay. It it took me a while, bro, and then I started listening. I was like, damn, this shit's fire. 
So it, it's like you have it, to, it, it grows on you. The first initial take is always yeah. First first impressions five and a six. Well, over time it could get up. it could it get could, better. Could it get better? Or I really, it one of the only worse. reasons why we gave it a five or a six because of the singles. It's, yeah. And the yeah, like like if you asked me that question, like oh, what do you think out of ten Big Thirties albums going to be after I first listened to Scared of Us? Well, how, I would have said, damn, this might be a nine or a ten. <laughs> might exactly. be a this might be a classic. But then, okay, we got the rest of it. Okay, well, no, 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 no. Out of curiosity, though, a little bit off topic, what do you guys think is the, what's, what's like, the bot? Like, what's the 10 to you guys? Just from the top of your head. Like, what's a 10 album? Probably our favorite Love album. Ra- Love yeah. is Rage 2. Yeah, well, what was Love, Love, so is, Ra- Love fa- is Rage 2. His favorite is Love is Rage 2. Mine is Hunter Jack, Jack Huncho. That's like, like yeah. So I, I just want to know like That's, what's the bar for you? It, it, like, this it, is the this is funny the enough. Both of those albums dropped like 2017. Or yeah, whatever. 2017 was the time for music. Yeah, it was. Like that's and, and there's obviously there's been other tens I would say after the release. Yeah, of course there's been other tens. Yeah, yeah, but, but I just want to know like off the top of my head, like yeah, Love Is Rage Two for me, like AI Young Boy Two. That's another. That's, that's another, another ten. Ten? I don't know about a ten. <laughs> I'd have to think about. I have to really go back and look at that track. You're right. Off the top of my head, though, like you just asked me for a random album, I know that's a ten. That's Facts. what I'll give you. And I would say Huncho Jack Jack. That Huncho. might be something we have to touch upon in a later episode. Though. It's, Facts. Like, it's something we could always incorporate later. Like I, I'd be interested to like make this shit like maybe a poll yeah uh, future polls and stuff to see like what people are, f- yeah. are fucking with yeah because i know everybody's so different dude uh-huh. like because your, your number one's gonna be different than my number one yeah. we're all gonna enjoy yeah. different shit so I, I think it's something we, it'd be cool to start trying to implement yeah and for anybody you know watching at this point let us know in the comments down below anything you know that y'all want us to improve on in this particular uh, concept right here that you just heard what do y'all think about that let us know in the comments down below but with that being said, are y'all ready to transition on to the next artist that uh, you know, the baby that we want to talk about? Yeah. Well, we got the baby, and he dropped his new album last week. Blame it on baby two. Not a lot of people knew about it. Blah blah blah. For whatever reason that is, <laughs> first week sales came out for the album, and the baby sold 17k first week with this album. So the question that I ask to either of y'all is: the baby blackballed by the industry? What do you think? I can agree that he's blackballed because, but he's only blackballed because the ins- the instances that he's done, like with all the fighting and the comments that he made at Rolling Loud. And I'm not saying that he deserves the blackball. I'm just saying that's just the culture that we're living in nowadays. Yeah. So you're obviously going to get blackballed because main, like the main hot artists, like Lil Baby, and like sure, though maybe Lil Baby will work with him, but other artists will not want to feel like they want to you know, give him a feature because it could harm their re- own personal reputation. And he did have no features on this tape. You know what I mean? It's just Damn. Another, another thing to keep So, yeah, no features. So, like, it's just what it is. I I just don't believe in stuff like that. Like, I I, I think, like, uh, like are, are you, like, a hardcore baby fan or no? You just, like... Yeah, I listen. Uh, I'm not a hardcore baby fan. But w- one thing I can't agree with, it's not all, like, the, yeah, bla- I, the black I, ball. I, it's not all his fault because... Young boy is one of the most blackballed artists in the industry, I agree. and he sells the most. Yeah. Period. Like he sells the most. He's up there with Drake. Yeah, that's why I just don't believe it. So even though you are blackballed, like you def, there's definitely an opportunity for you to definitely get high amount of sales, especially because it's the baby. We're not talking about some random artist that just came yeah. off the street and you're, you're and not making fun of your local artist, or whatever. You're just your <laughs> local artist that just came off the street, <laughs> man. Your local artist that came off the street corner, man. You know what I'm saying? Who, who maybe not be putting in the work and whatever, whatever. But yeah, man, it's it's the baby. He's a known name, so for yeah. him to only be selling 17k, it's just. But, 
It's just ridiculous. I think there was a little bit of a, just a little bit of a, de- a decline, uh, just a little bit. And but I can I, agree. I think there, there's more stuff that goes into it, like promoting it, and obviously no features and stuff. But not saying that it's not saying it's you, but I feel like it's a little bit of a weak thing. Like the baby fans would say, "Is like, oh, he's not selling because he's black, black, mm-hmm. uh, he's blackballed." I'm like, nah, man. Yeah, it's and just, just like it, it just got happened. He just he just put out a stinker, bro. Like it just <laughs> it just wasn't it just wasn't his yeah. best work, and that's all right. Like maybe the next out. I, I'm gonna say obviously his next his next album's gonna be better than this one because if it's not Fact. better than this one then bro he, you, you, he, gotta, you gotta look at another career yeah he's like, he's falling he's like, falling off like, you're gonna just have to sure. keep showing up to clubs for fifteen thousand dollars bro like just keep just show up to clubs one thing I just want to get one point across is that we love local artists on this channel like well no no, this is not no, no we love them no we, and, and yeah there's just there's just some who don't who underperform no, and they're not they're not the baby uh, exactly. oh yeah at the end of the day they're not the baby they don't have the the same status in the game, you know what I mean? You, you, get, you get paid fifteen thousand dollars just for showing up to clubs. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 even if the baby is, you know, blackballed to the extent of like he can't get features or he whatever, he shouldn't be selling seventeen k. <laughs> yes, but like, 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 no you, like, like, there ain't no blackballing when you're offering money. You know, the baby really wanted to get some hot features or whatever, and they were like, I don't know if I can do that. Look, the baby, hey, I got I got five hundred k for your future, man. Come on my album. Feature. And he's taking that, you know what I'm saying? The baby got that kind of bread. He's got that label support. You I'm gonna be I mean? real though. Not everyone's taking that 500k. Bro, some, but some, but but like he has no features on his album. Someone's taking it. Someone's gonna take it. Someone's gonna take it. Re- one hot artist would take it. But you gotta realize, like, just dropped the this tape is, with Young Boy. This is that's what I'm saying though. This has been really affecting his career because the only person that he's really dropped with is Young Boy, who's the another artist who's been blackballed that. in the and, industry. And, and also he dropped a single, not like a, anything special or whatever, but he dropped a song with Tory Lanez back in like 2020. Who is late 20, also, also blackballed. blackballed in the industry. So he's, so he's, he, he's kind of linking up only with blackballed artists. It seems artists. like he's not going to be able to link with a main artist like Future or Drake anytime soon. Exactly. And, and without these... And we so saw weird. him have like smash hits with Roddy Rich. And, and before like these... Shen- yeah, I was going to say... I imagine a Drake before, baby. Before not necessarily... <laughs> I don't, I don't I know. Imagine it. I don't know if I want to call them shenanigans, but before these shenanigans, it's we would we we, we shenanigans, yeah. We we would we would have expected a Drake and the Baby song. Oh like yeah, he, he was the number one artist. I wish I could hear that. He was hot. I mean, yeah. if, if you if you look at the statistics or whatever, you know, he was selling one twenty k with back to back albums exactly, and then he drops the tape with Young Boy, sells like thirty k, twenty nine k. I think it exactly was, and then this album sells seventeen k. I would say. The baby is kind of blackballed, but that's not the reason for this album flopping. Exactly. I would say, look, does he probably not get all the support on the Apple Music playlist and stuff Fuck like that? No. Hell no, no. He doesn't, and that's why he's blackballed. He's, and yeah, but, he's got to work harder. But I just think, given everything that he's done, you know, recently or somewhat recently, his name is in such a bad light. Nobody really wants to work with them. You're 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 always at risk of. You know, getting canceled just for working with them now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, don't, I don't think anyone is willing to put their career on the line to be on uh, Baby's new album, Baby on Baby 2. Baby I, Baby. I just don't think anyone is going to say, you know what, I'm willing to get canceled so I can be on this album right here. <laughs> exactly. No one's yeah. thinking that. And I think the Baby, I, I don't think he, he knew he could, it fell off this bad or whatever, but I think he thought he could probably prove it by himself, and he couldn't. You know, so, he thought he could prove it with a solo album, and and this is what you got. So, what would you guys rate this one? <sighs> Out of ten. One thing before I go into my personal rating is just like if he couldn't even do it with Young Boy, who is literally selling the most in the industry, then 
It might, it might be over for him. It might be over for him, man. This this might be the downfall of the baby's career, and it might be over for him. I mean, bro, it's it it's, 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 it's a ch- it's almost like a chore to listen to this whole album front to back. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, bro, damn it. I listened to a couple of the just, songs. Just, just, just even just the the thought of even thinking about listening to almost you know what fifteen to twenty the baby songs back to back. Now, what do you guys think is holding the baby back? Do you think it's that like s- people say that like he had that same repetitive flow and it's but just I'm, the same thing I'm over never, time? Even when he was popping, I never quite got the appeal necessarily. Like I'm not. Gonna, I, I understood why people fuck with, and I did like some the baby songs, but like I was sitting there like, bro, I can't listen to this. this, this I can't listen to this guy like crazy. Even when he was popping, but I could only listen to a couple songs that I had to go switch on to somebody else. Do you think else. he has to add more mel- melody to his game, or what do you think it is? <sighs> I, I, I think there has to be it's something mixture, holding him back. It's a mixture of if he had a couple features, it'd help a little bit. Like it's that's not, one thing. If it's not pure. That's one thing. If he had features in on a bounce off a couple guys, it that's wouldn't one be thing. That as bad. You wouldn't get as repetitive and as tired but you, of him. But, but you got to understand the reason why it doesn't have those features is because he's acting yeah. out. But yeah. acting out is part is, of is his that, rap personality. And that's his persona. Fault, and that's his fault though. At the same time, like, you know, I'm not saying like every single mistake or whatever. Like he just makes an honest mistake or whatever. But like, you got to be self aware and be like, bruh. Can't I, I, I can't. I can't do no homophobic things at this rolling go, loud show. Yeah, I can't be fighting I can't people that. out in the street. And, and I can't. You know, I, I kind of with this particular instance, I kind of understand why he did it because he thought it was going to help his sales or whatever. But I can't get on uh, a song on my album and randomly bring up the fact that I got with Megan Thee Stallion when Tory Lanez was shooting her. You know, Tory, like, like he's literally, he thought that bar was going to save the album or whatever and be like, oh and my I, God. I remember when you told me that bar, I remember the fact, I was like, what is that? Why did he bring it up? Exactly. Yeah, there was what, no reason to bring it up. What do the two have to really do together it, necessarily? It's, it's so long in the past or whatever, like that, that, that he need, didn't need to bring this up. And he's over here, like it makes, he's literally rapping, 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 and then he's like, like, Boom! I was fucking on Megan the Stallion right on the day she got shot, and I was like, Bro, "Why you even say that? Like, there's no, there's saying. no reason to even say that." And the two don't correlate necessarily. He, so he's so. literally. I think the baby is just trying to say or do anything he can to to get back to where he was, kind of. And he thought that was gonna be the one that we're like, "Oh, everyone's gonna like this song. Everyone's gonna be talking about the song." People were, but even that, no one's talking about it anymore. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's why he sold 17k. So, so what am I rating that, the yeah, album but, but overall? Out of, out of ten, the numbers, bro. You got get to the numbers. What you got, bro? Like I, I don't want to get on here and give nothing a, a zero. Oh Jesus! But like I'm gonna give it a. You said no halves. No halves. I'm gonna give it a one. I have to give it a one as well. I'm not Jesus. gonna lie, bro. Like I couldn't get through the whole album, bro. <laughs> if I can't even make it through the whole Dark. album. How could I give it anything above a one? Yeah, I'm not going to get up here. And, I, I think a zero is basically like, you don't even, like, there's no words on the songs almost. Like, it's a, <laughs> like you basically don't even drop the album, you it's get a zero. Like, yeah, you just, if you drop something, you're, you're going to you get, get a you one. Gotta, you got to get a one for at least dropping an album. Yeah, because some get, artists don't even do that. Don't, like, bro. Bro. Do we see his career turning up anytime soon? Oh, no, it's done. What about you, G? What do you think? I know you you mess with the baby. Yeah, the, uh, I I I like a bit of the baby. I don't think he. I think he still has a, a cult. He still has a good little cult following. I think there's some changes he has to make. I think if he you know starts working with a, a couple more, gets a little more features, he's probably not gonna no longer. He's, I think he's out of the running. Again, so like, do you think if he changes necessarily his lifestyle, will he still have those fans? 
I, I, because he'll get the features. Yeah. But will he have those fans? Because you know some of them will be like, man, he, he that's not up. the baby, he man. He switched up, up man. man. I, I, I think. I honestly, I, I don't think I, those are the fans you want. Though. I like, can damn, agree with you. I like, can agree. That's a good point. Exactly. It's, it's, like, fuck, it's like fuck those fans. Right? It's like damn, my fans want me to you know get in gang wars and fight in the streets and shit. It's like bro, sh- what the fuck? Exactly. It's like chill. It's like chill out. It, it, it's it's like you have to like cater to like it's not completely selling out or switching up. It's just that like uh, you just have to do it smarter for your career. Like, do you want to have a long career or do you want to like be that guy? Damn, you remember when the baby was popping? And then you know you'd be like, oh, who the fuck's the baby anymore? Like, who 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 is that guy? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it all it's all gonna come down to what he does. Like, it, it, this really is because if he keeps on going, how he let's say he doesn't change at all, then yeah, he, I think he's gonna be done. It's over. Yeah, it's gonna be over. Yeah, I would agree. Like that, he, he's never yeah. gonna he's never gonna return to the heights of selling above one hundred thousand first week again. If he yeah, if he if he stays not even close. Him. I don't no. think he's ever gonna sell above fifty. Even if he changes, even, his, even if he changes, even if he changes, I can agree with Zach. I don't. I don't, I think the height of his career is over, but I still think he can make a career and pull out through the situation. I, I think. I think like he shouldn't like give up. I don't think he has to be like, bro. I gotta go. Get I, a, I, don't I, I, I don't think I gotta get. A, I gotta get a Walmart job. I, I don't think he's saying that. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, he's gonna be one of those rappers, bro. He's gonna sell. Like, he might sell more than seventeen k, but he's gonna be selling around that. 20 to 40k range for the rest of his career if whatever however long that is even if he fixes up his situation and he starts getting crazy features no, but not. if we're talking like if he's able to stick around in the game you know and we're talking you know maybe maybe three years down the line or whatever and and he's been doing good and and people are starting to notice like okay like maybe he's fixing up his act and he's, he's moving in the right direction then at that point the media might start to lighten up on him, and then if you if that happens, then it just comes down to the music and can you win over the public again with his music, and and at that point it's just gonna come down to he's gonna have to switch up the flow and he's exactly gonna, and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to make people fall in love with a new flow and be like wow like I know maybe did some messed up things in the past, but I'm gonna have to listen to this song and then well okay, you get enough people fucking with it, I I can see it and he's in, he doesn't have to change his whole flow completely he just has to add something yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and, and we've seen him try to become more melodic you know because everyone kind of always already said got the only one flow and you know so is melodic the baby anything special or anything great i'm not gonna act like that so i don't know exactly what he can bring out of the bag but but I, he might be able to find something in a new flow or a new new producer that he yeah. finds hey Stranger things have happened than a, than a guy coming back from this, but I, I personally don't see it. So we got another new album out, Intergalactic. That Kid Cudi. And Kid was, Cudi. Well, he's saying Kid that Cudi. this is the last album of Kid Cudi, and he's ready to yep. turn, turn the chapter on, on the name and, and go on to new things. Wait, like you get a new name? No, no, no. Like, like he's, he's retiring from music. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. This, he said it might. I don't uh, that, like 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 he said it. He's in not his, absolutely sure. He said it in the Zane Lowe uh, Apple Music interview, and he said like, obviously he's never gonna stop making music completely, but like he's kind of done just making music a hundred percent and just focusing on that, and now he really wants to focus more on other things and other endeavors. And he's always gonna make music, but he said don't expect anything from him yeah, like okay. anytime soon or anything. And like, honestly, like uh, this, this basically is his last album. Going out, probably. I think. It was good, like going out. Is it as like, a going out album? As a going out album, it was good. Like, I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm the I'm a resident Kid Cudi stan or anything <laughs> like that. Stan. But like, 
for for what it's worth and, and what you kind of expect from Kid Cudi, it wasn't a bad project. There was some points where I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, this ain't great, and this is this is not good. And then there's some points where I was sitting there, like I kind of vibe to it, and I, oh, it's not bad, or, or you know. And, and Kid Cudi will always get you with the, with the, the hums and how he sounds vocally on the on the on the production. He's always been one of those artists who just sounds really good in your ears. Yeah. And, and but then there's sometimes where he's like, but what is he even saying? Saying like, like his flow, like, like what is this? And then yeah. sometimes like like the two chain song in particular, like that beat was just like what? Like what even is this? What's happening? But two two chains got it done though. He, he kind of did. I wasn't really a big fan of that song. I was more of a fan of the Ty Dollar Sign feature. If any, yeah. If oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but two chains verses on that verse on that song was it was pretty good. And I think you know for me, it's gonna be interesting to see how this. This uh, album sells because Kid Cudi, although he's been in the game, I think he's dropped 13 albums or he's been in the game, something like that. He's never had a number one. He's never had a number one album. And nobody really dropped against him this week. And if he's going to get a number one album, this has to be it. Exactly. And and I think, you know, the official projections haven't came out yet, but I would imagine when they do, Kid Cudi will be going number one. But I'm not going to assume, but but I I, I would think. What are your projections on the album sales? I mean, Kid Cudi is kind of up there it's to Kid a Cudi. certain extent. I don't know exactly. What, and, and since it's his retirement album or whatever, I think the fans are going to go crazy for him and really try to get up this number one and, and buy it like crazy or, or do whatever they can. So I'm going to say, like, probably, I know even with the, the sales projections changing and all that, I'm going to still say I'm going to give him, I'm not going to, mm, 80, 80 to 90K, 80 to 90K. Maybe seventy five. I don't know. I don't want to. I didn't want to give too big of a range, and then you know what I mean. Basically, like I'm covering. <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, it's it's gonna, it's gonna be, be fucking twenty k to. That's what I was. I wasn't trying to give too big of a range or whatever, but like I guess kind of around that eighty k mark. I don't know. I would assume something maybe around there. You liking that? You're not liking that. I'm saying something similar around like seventy. But thinking around seventy. And it's one of the things we've been getting kind of burned sometimes on these album sales projections or whatever. But, but because but, the numbers have changed. But the numbers and be it's changing. Hard. And you never really know what to expect. It's harder to it's get hard, the, it's hard to predict. Get the numbers. But you know, I think everyone is kinda of hoping, you know, that this goal go number I, I I I'm not even the biggest fan per se, and I hope it goes number one for him because he deserves it. What he's look, you can't deny what he's done for the music industry and he's been on legendary uh albums, worked with Kanye a lot, even though they have beef now. You know, I can't imagine Kanye's career without a Kid Cudi. You know what I'm saying? And and Kanye, you could argue, the greatest rapper of all time. And this is arguably one of the most influential people to his career and helped him out so many times throughout the way. So you got to just appreciate him for that. Besides the fact his, his, his solo work, which you can look back on, Man on the Moon, the original one that came out like 2009 or whatever. It's got, you know, Day and Night. That's got Soundtrack to My Life. That's got songs. And Joe Burrow said it, it, it had helped him through so many hard times. People say that about Kid Cudi. It's helped him through hard times. That's why he has such a core fan base that rocks with him, and I can respect the hell out of that. Facts. So, what well, what would y'all rank this one out of ten? What are you feeling? <laughs> and, and obviously, this is a it, it's just a different genre per se, so it's hard to compare it to Big Thirty or anything like that or to Baby. Mm-hmm. But like it, for what it is, as a more I guess R and B type. I don't know exactly what R&B. it is. Exactly what genre? I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but not hip hop. I would say. It's like a, it's like a six. For Kit Cudi, for for what it is, I'm gonna give it a, a solid like a six. Maybe a f- five, six, yeah, six. Give it a six. For what it is and what type of music it is, R and B, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Fair. It's fair. 
Yeah, and I, and I, I, honestly, if, if you had asked me before the album dropped, do you think that this is going to be a, a six? I, maybe I wouldn't have said nah, but then actually listening to it, taking the time, I, I could say it's, it's a good body of work to end your career on. You know what I'm saying? And this exactly. Is, That's what it, I was saying in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hard. And, and like when you've been making music, and he, he alluded to this in the, the, the clip of the interview that I saw, man, when you've been making music for so long, it's hard, man, after a certain point, man. What I, he said, I've said so many things on songs or whatever. It's like, what do I even say anymore? Like, I, I've, I've spoken my whole heart out into my music already. How much more can happen for me to, for me to say? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's like one of them things, it's, it's hard to make 13 good albums or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just not easy to do that. And Kid Cudi, I'm not going to say he's done that. I remember but Lil Wayne said the same thing. Exactly. So it's like after a certain point, it's not, it's not easy to make the same level of music or whatever, man. So... For for being a retirement album and, and its final piece of work, a six, you got to give them that. That's a, it's a respectable, it's a respectable end off for a legendary career for Kid Cudi. You got to give them that, even if you weren't the biggest fan of them. Facts is a good album to end his career on. So now we got Kodak Black. However, he's announcing Kodak. his new album, Cutthroat Bill, Volume One. Volume One. He just dropped a single. It was produced by Metro Bowman. The single's called I'm So Awesome. Although he never said it. I, I'm pretty sure he I, never I said that I, phrase. I, I, I didn't hear it. Yeah, he didn't say that phrase once in the song, I believe. Could be wrong. I, I, I don't remember it, though. If we're basing it off the single, what do you, what do you guys think about this Kodak album? What's it going to be? <laughs> what are we expecting? Like, like, before I listened <laughs> to this single from Kodak, bro, like, Kodak hadn't dropped, like, that many, like, maybe bad songs, per se, recently, you know what I mean? The other two singles that are on the album... That they uh, the the article said they were on the album uh, walk and spin you know they dropped like a little two pack uh, it was two weeks ago it was and those two they were they were a, a vibey little singles and I was like okay like this is what I expect from Kodak and then I heard this single I, and I, look I saw the, the the description it said Metro Boomin produced it and I said oh okay oh I said oh hold up I, gotta, I, I listened I said, to the song before and I told him like I don't know I said hold up Metro Boomin produced it it's the single for the album this has to be this might might change my life. And then, and then I got, I got there and I was like, I was trying to hype it up. I was like, try, I was listening to it and I was like, it was sounding bad, but I was still trying to like act like it was good. I, I, was, like, I was like, yeah. During yeah. the song, like I literally said, the only fire thing about this is that Metro Boom produced it. Like, that's it. And then, yeah, I, so I ain't gonna lie. This single, not, not his best work, maybe not the best song on, on, but I'm hoping, you know, dissimilar to the Big 30 album, he dropped the best singles first. Some artists are un, un, are not as good as picking the best songs out, and, and I don't know what made Kodak think this is the single. I'm so awesome, but because so, he's awesome. But when he drops the full album, you know, maybe we'll be like, okay, he just dropped a, uh, a bad single, and then the, the rest of the album's fire. That that's what I, I would have to kind of expect but, because it's not like Kodak has been dropping many bad songs. But it's not a it's not the best, you know. It's not it's not the best thing. The, you the, heard the it, sing, G. The single that he dropped was like, you know, this isn't fill you with joy. Like, and you oh, know shit. Kodak. Yeah, like I think you know I, about I, him. I, I always give the like you don't know him, but you know about yeah, him. I, I don't. I, no, I do not personally. Know <laughs> <Kodak>. <laughs> but you, but you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, I know he's, he, he's I'll, one I'll of the he's one of the artists that you do know yeah, about like, in the music yeah, industry, of course. It's it's Kodak, so no matter what, give them the benefit of the doubt. I will always expect at least a bare minimum a mid. Bare minimum has to be like bare minimum does have to be mid. It, it, can't, be be mid. Exactly. It, can't, it be can't be worse than exactly. It can't be worse. I can agree. Mid. But 
from like being like you know maybe upper echelon like maybe a seven or an eight as like I I would bet like it's it's not gonna be an eight it's for sure not gonna be an eight like the, he's probably gonna shoot it for the high like a high a good seven. I'm thinking good seven. seven I'm thinking it might be a seven or a six because I think there will be a couple of songs on there that will be fire like extremely fire. However, I believe like like similar to Big Thirty like most of the other songs will be kind of mid. And yeah. if you know one thing about Kodak. He's guaranteed one banger per album. Yeah, like, like wait, he's guaranteed a hit per, per pretty much every album. Yeah, and the rest of the album, look, it might not be up to par with that hit, but like you know, Kodak's gonna come through with one one hit. radio hit, one solid. And we hit. don't know, he might he might come through with a little bit more than that. He might, but this is one of them things, you know. It, it's kind of similar to Big Thirty. How is it gonna be as a cohesive project? I don't know, but. You know, I'm sure that there's probably going to be, let's just say he drops 15 songs on this album. I would have to imagine, man, it's probably going to be five bangers for sure, where I'm going to be like, bro, Kodak, and then he snapped on these, bro. Like, this is what I expect from Kodak. And then there's probably going to be some filler in there where it's like, mm, like, maybe he was experimenting, maybe he just dropped it because his homeboy was on it, and he's trying to help him out and get him a bag or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, personally, for me, I'm expecting less, maybe like three three bangers, just because he's not at his the peak yeah. of his career where he was. And I'm not saying he's on a downfall. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that. But, but I, he's not He's not where he was at. But I would say, you know, given what both of y'all have said about the album so far, I was a little bit surprised to hear both of y'all saying y'all expect it to be a seven. Yeah. Know, when it does fully no, drop. I, 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 think, um, I think the height is a seven. I'm saying that the best it can be is a seven. So what, okay, yeah. Okay, so I, I interpret I, it wrong. I would, I would shoot for like the mid, I think it's six. That's like, if you were to ask me, though, what do you think it's going to be? Yeah, exactly, that's what I, that's, and that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, saying it's going to be a six. What do you think it will be? A, si- a six, yeah. a six. Yeah. I, I want to say a seven because there could be a feature on there that I don't know about or whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. But, but based just based on the information we know now, yeah, and what, and what we can think. And from six. What, what the single, yeah, you, yeah. It, damn, ah, and, and this is coming from and, and I, I'm ah, six. It's gonna be tough. I, I, my first initial thought was I kind of after this I expected to be five. After after yeah, like that was my beautiful. first yeah. that was my first initial thought That's my minimum. You know what I mean, and and I agree with the point you made though. Kind of based on hearing this single, it like, isn't, it like, isn't like I, I don't yeah. think I don't think it gives you any hope for it's like okay, well this still has possibilities of being a, a nine, a ten. No, it, it's not even, even close. with a yeah, good it, single, like if he, if he chose, oh, this is the best song from it. It could st- it could still be even one of the big thirty. He, well, the best the best thing he dropped was a single, but then you know it was like a lot of like more mid songs. Mm-hmm. It still came out to a mid album, so it's it's really too, way too early to say, but. Like we're just gonna be like, you know, we're gonna play it safe. We're gonna be yeah. you know, six, five, you know, six or fives is, is gonna be a good mid mid album. Yeah, I, I I would have to agree with that. You know, yeah. what I mean, six five, it, six five range if, or whatever. If it's King. better than shit, that's great. That's but, gr- you know, it's just not expected. But it's just like we're kind of expecting a mid. And then, yeah. but you know, it's one of the things. Not all of the features have been announced or the track list or I'm anything saying. like that. And and let's just be honest here, he he drops that feature list and we see. You know, featuring Drake, featuring Lil Uzi, featuring you know some guys that we don't, you know what I mean? We get to, we get some crazy features on there, okay? And Kodak has had some yeah. crazy features over and, the and years. And Kodak, like, yeah. Kodak out of his genre. Kodak can get pretty much anybody, yeah, can get and anybody. he can get anybody in the rap game. And if he wanted to go outside of that, he could he could probably get some of those people too. And when you have that opportunity, it's you never want to count them out because you know what could be on this track yeah. list. You know what I mean? Is it good? Actually, going to be on this track list? I, I don't know. That's why I'm saying based off what we know now, six. Yeah, yes. ba- ba- based on everything, five six range. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. 
So let's get into the last topic of the day. We have Pharrell sell, s- selling most, pretty much all of his iconic pieces, whether it's jewelry or his gold. Na- did he say where, why he's selling it all? Yeah, did he say? Um, is it for charity or? Or you just getting rid of it? I think it was just like for the. It looked like it looked like I didn't I didn't see where he necessarily specifically said why, but I th- it's huh. looking like it's just like for the culture type of thing. The, well, and that's I, one thing. I think it's smart business. And I could well, yeah, it's smart business in terms of he's going to get a lot of money. But but we're talking about Pharrell in the two thousands kind of time. This is a cultural icon. We're talking about so many of these pieces are they're not only eye catching, but they're ones that you recognize because of him. You know what I mean? And. It's not. I'm not saying like he fell off or whatever, but like he's not obviously the figure he, that he probably once was in in, in the game. Of course, because he's older and he's taken a he's regressed and he's taken like a take a step out of the laid back role. Exactly, but like you see these uh, pieces, you know what I mean. When you first showed me this, I was like, wow, because like the pieces that this guy has, you know what he's involved in. He's been involved with Bape since the very beginning, so he's been involved with with the Bapes that we've he's, he's worn the most iconic pieces, you know, jewelry and fashion cultural things that changed hip-hop and, and the culture forever. And to see some of these pieces hit the open market, I know that the price is going to be well, the price is gonna exorbitant. Any of these things yet? It's, it's, an, it's like an open auction. Open auction, so it's open like, auction like, exactly. So it's like, bro, some of the, like I've seen, like I saw some of the babes that's going on and going on sale and all of that, and I just know that these are rare. These are highly sought after exclusives. One of these sneakers the, could definitely go over ten thousand dollars. I, I, oh well, yeah, they, they definitely will. Most of them probably will. Oh yeah. The first one I'm looking at here, bro. I wonder how much is someone about to pay for a gold, gold blackberry? Black it's a collect, and obviously you're not you're using not that, but, use it. but it's a collector's item. I mean, item. I wonder how much I'd go for. How much do you think they go for? Well, there's a little, there's a few things that you got to take into account outside of the fact it's a gold blackberry. It's Pharrell's gold blackberry. And it's I, not just a goal. And, and, and I don't know if the, he had some iconic moments with the BlackBerry. Maybe he has some iconic photos, you know, holding the BlackBerry Talk to at any the bad time. On it? And if he does, that obviously helps increase that price too. Because, like, wow, he was he he, he made this song with this person, and he was using this BlackBerry, and there's a photo of it. That price is going up like five thousand. You know what I'm saying? So I think the prices of these, especially given the Pharrell and the cultural impact, it, it's it's. You gotta almost overthink the price to a certain extent. So if you think a gold BlackBerry is gonna go like oh two thousand, no, it ain't going two thousand. I'm saying this should probably go for might go up to, to, to five ten thousand. Uh, I'm thinking like four or five. It's a it's a BlackBerry at the end of the day though. It's a BlackBerry at the end of the day. Like it is a BlackBerry. Make that shit an iPhone. I understand though the cult, the the culture, it, 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 the cultural significance it, 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 that it, it plays. Just depend, it just depends on how like you gotta really think about how much is a collector that wants is willing to pay for it. And I think. I don't think they'll be maybe necessarily willing to go above ten, but like someone might be like, "Hey, I, I, ten thousand, I need this." You know what I'm saying? I I, need this. So one person, I don't know. If I had to say like a max of ten thousand, you know what I'm saying? And in five to ten range is, is pretty fair for that. Of course. And, and then, but another piece that he's he's selling off is the iconic uh, nerd pendant and, and the chain that kind of goes with it. And, and, and this is and it's, it's just it's, it, it was looking iconic, fire. It's an iconic, it's an iconic it. piece, and this is a piece that. I think it's going for more than the gold BlackBerry, obviously. His most yeah. famous jewelry piece. Yeah. I, I mean, one I of the most famous jewelry pieces cement in the rap game. Exactly. I mean, it's hard to even put a price on how much you think this could go for. The only other chain that I could think is better is Takeoff's astronaut chain. Is a or not astronaut, but is a galaxy chain. Uh-huh. 
and that costs over five hundred thousand. So, and I, I, I can imagine this Get, is in, in a similar price range. So, and given the like, like how long, like how, like it's like this is something that you can't get. Exactly, and it's like, like you can sure you could go to another jeweler. You can hit, you can hit up uh, Johnny Dang and be like, yo, I want to get this exact piece, but it ain't Pharrell's piece. This is literally Pharrell's taken from his closet. You put it on your. He's easily making. I don't know if he's, he's not. He's not taking it off his neck and putting yeah. it on yours, but it's 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 similar. Like he, he's worn this. He probably did this. Like did so many iconic moments, whether it's creating a, an iconic shoe or something like that, or creating an iconic song with this chain on. Or maybe performing at one of his most iconic shows. Exactly. So I think, you, like, like I said, similar to the Blackbird, you got to take all of that into account of the price. So if the chain itself was just going to be 500000 or whatever, this could be This crazy. could be estimated over a million. Right? Maybe 750000 to a million, I would say. It, it, it sounds crazy to say for a chain or an independent, but, like, yeah. I just don't know, man. I feel like the prices for for some of this stuff is just going to be astronomical. It's crazy. I'm, I'm I'm super interested to see exactly how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. An interesting thing that you were saying earlier though with the Bape and his he's selling his sneakers, his Bape sneakers, man, and that, those were looking fire. I I showed you those, man. Those were looking fire. If I was him, I wouldn't <laughs> be getting rid of those. Yeah, if I was him, there. I would not be getting rid of those, man. That's just something, man. Like it, it's for real, so I guess like he could always get another pair per se. I guess like. <laughs> he could hit up some people, but like, bruh, that's irreplaceable to a certain extent. I know he just said he might be able to, but he's like, he might be able to replace it. Maybe. That's, it's just, it's, it's irreplaceable. And, and you still got more to go. I would want to have that in my collection till the day I die almost. You know what I'm saying? Oh, is this the article? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's cleaning out 11 storage units and he's auctioning yeah. off his stuff. <laughs> Imagine just having some of these crazy pieces in your storage unit. I'm trying to see where it, where it said why specifically. I, a beginning of a new era and setting myself that, free. That feels like something he'd say. Just and, be like, fuck this shit. And that's what care. I'm saying. I think it was more like a cultural thing. He was doing it for the culture to get these items out into the world because yeah, they need I, it. I don't think it's like, like oh, I'm, he's broke or some shit. I think he, this just shows like that. It's kind of like it's material items. Wait, 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 go back up. Yeah. Hey, at this point, you have 11 different storage units. <laughs> he's, he's probably just like, oh, yeah, you got to go through he's it. Gotta, he's just got to get rid of all this shit. I yeah. got no more room. Get oh, he, ex he explains the energy held by cultural artifacts or whatever, and they, as they're collected and passed from person to person. Exactly. You know, he, he, so he wants to get these pieces out into the world. You know exactly. I mean? and, I, and I can respect the hell, I can respect I, the hell yeah, out of that. I, I, I feel for somebody like as iconic to the culture as Pharrell, I can respect the hell of him for who wanted to get his pieces out there. I feel, I feel like there, he he thinks there's uh there's other people in the world that would appreciate this stuff more than he does. So he'd be like, and oh, then fuck, I'll give it to somebody that does want exactly. it more than I do. And I, and I think it is kind of um you know unfortunate to a certain extent that obviously there's a lot of people that you know I think everyone that kind of knows the culture or whatever would want these items or whatever. Obviously, there's a very finite. Amount of people that can actually can afford, afford it, you know. To, of course, there, there's probably a amount of a very finite amount of people that can even go to this auction in the first place. You know what I mean? So it's not like me and you could just walk up there. Even, it, up. even though we got, we don't have the bread to probably afford anything in this room. We we couldn't just walk in and be like, "Yo, man, we we like Pharrell. We like this cultural and We want to get in on it." It's probably going to be, I don't know, people he selected to a certain extent, or, or he's not just going to let his iconic pieces go to just some random. You know, of course. He, I'm sure he wants it to go to somebody who's going to take care of it or or, or make sure it, it's 
being used in the right way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not, not just somebody who's who's gonna just as a cultural artifact. Exactly, and somebody who's gonna appreciate it for what it is and not just wear it every single day. Oh, yeah, oh, wear it, bro, and, and, and overuse it. Exactly, or, or just just disrespect it and you know get it dirty or break it or lose it. You, you know what I mean? You want to make sure it's going to somebody who's gonna respect cherish it. it and respect it for what it is because. You know, I know Pharrell has him locked up in a storage unit, but at least at that, uh, if it's if it's there, he knows he's there safe. He ain't no one's doing nothing to it. Damn, eleven sells, storage. He units. sells this off to some random or whatever. Man, it could end up in the, the fucking bottom of the Hudson River. You know what I mean? You never know. So, so give it back to nature, bro. <laughs> but but it is crazy though. To your point, eleven storage units full of iconic pieces, right? Like how many iconic pieces does this guy have? Like like it just goes to show. How important he was to the culture at this time. You can't even because imagine. it seems like he was forgotten because he just hasn't been relevant within the past couple of years. It, maybe to our generation, but like like it's just like people that, that we were around. People, if, I was, if you were there, like you know how. And I'm not saying I was there. I'm just saying I've I've seen back. In, I can go back in history. Yeah. And say, in the early 2000s, man, for, it was Pharrell. He ran. Yeah. The shit. He ran the shit. He I remember. It. You know what I mean? And he was part of the he was part of the uh, the group that kind of discovered Kanye back in the day. I mean, he was he was there. He was in the studio. Kanye showed him his early work in in 2004 before he even dropped an album. You know, he was there. And you think about where we are now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How much has happened since then? And Pharrell was already cemented in the game 2004, 2020, about to be 2023. You know what I mean? So he's been around obviously a long time, and it, it's it's cool that he's doing this. I would just say it's very yeah. very 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 cool. Your thoughts? Anything you want to say about it, G? No, I think uh, the all everything that had to be said. I. I said, I said what I I think what what it was. I think yeah, he's doing it for all the right the right reasons. The right he's reasons. Not doing any anything you know weird or not. It's just that. That's just one want, thing though that I like. It, he wants to give it back. Yeah, exactly. I like that's one thing that I like. You said though, he's not doing it for the money. He's yeah. doing it for the culture. Exactly. Yeah. And he and he has eleven storage units. Like get, get the fuck out. And, of and, and when when, when your when your business manager's telling you you gotta yeah clean this shit down. up, hey, man. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, fuck it. We'll sell it all then. Yeah. And then he's probably realizing, oh wow, I'm about to, become, I'm about to get like five million dollars. Yeah, right? yeah. A good amount of money from all this. He's gonna uh, have a nice dinner after that auction, I can imagine. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so ready to wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we thank y'all for uh, checking out this episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. Like we mentioned at the beginning, uh, check out the description, man. We've got all of our links to our social medias. You know, we got. The, the Instagram, we got the Twitter, we got the, the Reddit, we got the we got working on the Snapchat. We're, we're, we're working on pretty much every single social media. We got the link tree that, t- that has a link to all of our social medias down there as well. So we got all of our links in one nice dandy little place. You know, so you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. And like we said at the beginning of the video, if you're still here, hit that big red subscribe button if you have not already. Like we said, 50% of y'all uh, have not subscribed to the channel. And, you know, what are you doing? You got to subscribe. Got, got to. And we appreciate the comments, and we want to continue the engagement with engagements with our fans. Exactly. You know, like we had we had a certain point in the episode where we we, we, throw, we had th- threw out a couple of ideas of, of some things we wanted to implement or whatever. Let us know in the comments what y'all think or whatever, and any suggestions for us. You know, we're always taking them into account, and we appreciate every single one of y'all who does comment. Facts. Absolutely. Got any uh, other things to say before we wrap this one up officially? I think I think we're good, and I think we clocked in another. This is a, the longest one. Two, is it? Is it? <laughs> it? I think it's two about two thirty. Two uh, two hours. Yeah, and 30. This is, is it technically the longest one? Well, technically the one thing I wanted one. to say before wrapping it up, yeah. it was good to have you on the pod again. It's, G. A, it's a show, man. It's exactly, fun. and we got many many things planned coming very very soon. So just. Like I said, subscribe so you you won't want to miss what we got coming soon. Because if y'all are liking the content now, 
We got some crazy things planned. You're not going to want to miss. So hit that subscribe button. Uh, yeah, that's right, bro. But uh, with all that being said, man, thank y'all for checking out this episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast, episode 21. We hope y'all enjoyed. I'm your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. I'm G. And we'll see y'all next time for episode 22. Peace. 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 Continue to shoot it straight.